Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 11th of October, 2018. This is The Gap, episode 440. My name's Luke Laurie. Joe Guro's here. What's going on, Joe? Hi, I'm good. Um, yeah, just fucking the busiest week I've had in a long time. But, uh, and look, not even anything I can really talk about because, yeah, it's just been weird. It's been a weird week, uh, but it'll be worth it because I'm getting paid a fuck ton for it. So, uh, yeah, odd, like sort of separate to what we usually do. I don't know. It's right. been weird. Is this the um, the Half Life Three thing you're working on? The scripts for the game. Um, yeah, but we're not allowed to talk about it. The NDAs are pretty crazy. Even though our good friend uh, Eric Johnson, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. got me on board to talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. We're supposed to keep it on the DL. Yeah. Anyway, right, right. what about you? What have you been up to? Um, so we recorded last week and I got off the plane basically from the US and, um, we recorded, then we went out later that night, which we'll talk about later. Um, and then I spent the next like four days having the fucking worst jet lag ever. Um, I don't usually get jet lag when I travel. I thought you said you like slept on the plane as well, so. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, it's weird. but my body was just out of whack. The same thing happens when I went to, um, Stockholm, yeah. but it wasn't as bad as this. Like usually by about, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon, I'd be like, all right, it's fucking bedtime. Like I was just wrecked by then. Mm. Um, so this happened for about four days and I was going to bed at about eight o'clock at night. Um, and the thing was I had like an embargo to do <laughs> for Fallout 76. Yep. And so I've got like, I'm waking up at like eight o'clock in the morning and by midday I'm fucking wrecked. And I'm like, I, I couldn't write cause it was just, my brain was just Mush. potato yeah. at that stage. Um, so I finally got over it on like Sunday night, mm. um, or, or Sunday afternoon and bashed out like the, um, the article for that and, pretty much just yeah i've been okay i often wonder <laughs> if it's if we like misattribute jet lag to some things like maybe it, wait did you have any like flu symptoms or was it literally no. just tired no it's just tired yeah yeah oh you didn't get <laughs> headaches and shit because i've had like jet lag right uh where i figured it was like there's like multiple different versions of jet lag I've had. There's there's the jet lag where you're just, you know, super tired. But there's also like a jet lag where you've got like this massive fucking headache all the time. Yeah. And you're super lethargic. Even when you wake up at, you know, an appropriate time, you still feel like shit the whole day. And that's like a, that feels like it's a completely different version of jet lag. It's, it's like a different strain of the bug or something. So I, I wonder if it's, you know, plane flu or jet lag or... And then you've got, obviously, the proper plane flu where some motherfucker has been getting on the plane with H1N1. And yeah, and they're sitting right next yeah, to you. Yeah, every motherfucker every in time. the tube. Yeah, and the recycled <laughs> air. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it makes me wonder, I guess. Uh, so, no headaches? It was just tired? or Just tired, yeah. yeah that's weird, yeah. man. Because, like, usually if I sleep on the plane, yeah, there's no jet lag. Uh, and especially, you stayed up. Like, late enough, right? Like I've Yeah, because my... the flight out of LAX is midnight. Yeah. Um, and so you get on the plane, you have your sort of midnight snack because you've pretty much had dinner by then. Yeah. 
and then you fall asleep and yeah i think i had like nine or ten hours sleep and woke up and was pretty good that is like the fucking dream scenario yeah i think it's the the case of um it's such a short turnaround like these trips yeah that it's um yeah like it's it's barely a week yeah yeah it's barely a week yeah um because i don't i've never had the problem doing the la like Sydney to LA, I'm always fine. Going Sydney, LA, it's cool. LA back is fine. Um, I've done the the East Coast a couple of times. Like this, that was my third or fourth time that I've done East Coast North America. Yeah. Um, or fifth maybe. And yeah, it's it's been okay. It's just maybe I've just went too hard this trip. <laughs> too hard. Like, Fuck the fucking yeah. week long hangover. You are getting old. Maybe the robot yeah. does age. Ah, maybe. Maybe you need to defrag your hard drives. <laughs> I'll try it. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to. Oh yeah, yeah. You stayed up late enough as well, right? Like that's my my thing is if I go to sleep before usually like ten o'clock, hmm. uh, when I get back in, then I will suffer the full force of jet lag, but. Venom, like we, I don't know. I didn't even get home till fucking. You pi- you piked it pretty early. Yeah, then, I right? piked early. That's what I'm saying, though. I didn't get home till eleven thirty, and I piked pretty early. So I don't know right. how the fuck you like. Yeah, I don't know. You should have adjusted, right? Sleep on the plane, staying awake, unless you napped during the day, like some sort of idiot. Did you nap during no. the day, like some sort of idiot, Luke? No, because we podcast and then like immediately one. Ah, you were sleeping during the podcast. That's what it is. You were napping while I was talking about Red Dead. Uh, I can't do that anymore, though. Yeah, now that we got the now that we got this webcam shit. Uh, For those who are audio only, we're we're trying out webcam uh, videoing. uh, I don't know. Luke's got this fucking dream of turning this into a fucking YouTube podcast. No, no, a TV show. Ah, oh, TV show. We're going to be a on five-hour-long fucking TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like- so for everyone at home watching, yeah. you can see the Jesus photo up the top, like up, right up there. Yeah, that's good. Next to your mirror. <laughs> yes. Because uh, that's and, not distracting. And now you, yeah, you can see... Oh man, look at how messy it is down there. That's crazy. This is terrible for like the bulk of everyone who listens to our fucking podcast. So they the don't fucking watch it. Yeah, the fucking yeah, ninety nine point nine percent, and they're they're like, this is fucking terrible radio. Yeah, well, it's been four hundred and forty episodes of terrible radio, so I don't know what the fuck you've expected. Like, uh, right. we're not going to change everything suddenly now that we got webcams. It's still going to be terrible radio. It's just now also a terrible video. Um, yeah. Because the thing was, like, we, we started putting it on YouTube yep. um, about a month ago. Yeah. Because um, I, I know we've had people ask about it, and I don't know. Whatever. So we started putting it up, and people have definitely been listening to it. And I was trying to figure out a way to make it more engaging. Because it was literally just the, the podcast banner. I don't know in a video. Need, like, I don't... I <laughs> My theory is people who are, like watching it in air quotes all the way through are just using it like it is a different way to get the audio stream i don't think they're fucking watching anything i think it's just on their fucking machine like and they're listening to it as opposed to listening to it through direct download or listening to it through a podcast app or something like that i think it's like i don't think we need video to make it more interesting or anything although uh 
like fuck let us know what you think uh i just don't yeah i i think the the icon is fine but i don't have a problem with doing like i, I just think it's going to be more work for you to render out a video as opposed to rendering out a pot, uh, an audio file and you already fuck up rendering out the audio file 40 percent of the time so i don't know i just feel like we're chucking a couple of extra spanners into the mix just to see yeah. what's gonna fucking happen and yeah i'm okay with it i mean fuck it like yeah let's experiment why well, not the thing is like um yeah it's not gonna take much more much like more work because we're i'm not gonna do much like any we like, already don't do any editing it's, it yeah. is gonna look weird like when i do have to go piss mid mid podcast because we used to just like have you talk but now i can't hear you talking because uh the my office is too far away from my bathroom uh and so i like the bluetooth i think it gets blocked by something all my microwaves mm. and uh <laughs> your lead toilet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the obviously it's the bathroom microwave that's doing all the you know when you're trying to get <laughs> when a, you're cooking a burrito yeah, in the bathroom <laughs> quick burrito when you're having a bath um yeah it's so yeah i can't listen so you're gonna have like it's gonna like smash cut i assume you're gonna do like every other youtuber who like just cuts oh shit that's what we should do we should do like cut every time we pause for no reason and just like One. do that like that youtube style where they're just like yahtzee crocheting the yeah. fuck out of things and one minute you're on the left hand side of the screen yeah. and the other minute you're on the right and i'll just cut it like in between words and shit it'll be awesome it's genius it's a brilliant plan yeah uh, uh yeah we're gonna do it it's perfect yeah and it also gives the opportunity for sponsorships because today's episode is brought to you by og red bull <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> um yeah yeah we can finally get that sweet sponsorship cash in t-shirts in t-shirts um actually i'll wear a gap shirt next i've got fucking tons of gap shirts i'll get so many gap shirts because when they were closing down in australia i went and bought a fuck ton of t-shirts because they're like they just had shitloads of them they were like seven bucks a pop i'm like yeah bingo bango that's perfect so i could see that solly's merchandising yeah like i can finally get some cash out of this fucking podcast shit Supposed yeah. to just pouring money into it like I usually do, like just pouring thousands of dollars into it, which is what you know I tend to do, and that's why it works out the way it does. Yeah, right. You know, buying a um a boom arm that taps on the desk every time I fucking move, and yeah. a shock absorber that apparently <laughs> creates extra noise, and you can see this fucking oh well I'm gonna stop pointing don't, to oh, things don't do on that. the camera. Uh, I'm just going to stop, like, referring to things that people could see. You've distracted me entirely with this entire fucking video concept. Um, mm. Yeah, anyway. Audio podcast. So, YouTube. You can go to YouTube if you want to you check can it watch out. It. Subscribe. It Definitely subscribe. Totally subscribe. Click that thumbs up. Then smack it. We can get invited to things as the GA podcast. That's the dream. Yeah, as opposed to... As, yeah. <laughs> just us. Yeah. Professional games journalists. I think yeah. being YouTubers would actually get us more opportunities these days Pro- than probably being yeah. 10-year veterans in the games industry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, what have we played? It says here Piffle. Yeah, Piffle. Um, you haven't checked this out, it I sounds have. like. Oh, you have. Yeah. Um, this is a mobile game from the, the team that did um, Crossy Road. Yes. Hipster Whale. Right? It's- Hipster Whale? 
Yeah, it's them and someone else, right? Mighty Ape. Mighty no, Mighty Ape isn't that the fucking? Don't they sell games don't... in New Zealand? Mighty Games. That's what I said. Mighty Games. Yep. You got to listen better. Uh, yeah, I can see how that's my fault. Um, yeah. Yeah. So piffle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's basically you're playing a a man who is dressed up in like a cat suit and throwing decapitated cat heads at blocks. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm going with in terms of the story. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty and deep it's, story. It's, it's pretty deep. It's it's pretty dark as well if you look at it that way. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's basically a puzzle game where you're throwing uh, these piffles these balls at blocks on the screen and um and they basically bounce around like i don't know like a pinball um and they hit other blocks and the blocks have sort of like health on them um and it takes a certain amount of hits to sort of make them explode and then it's um basically the the piffles once they get back down to the bottom of the screen sort of the next level kicks in and all the blocks move down shift down one another layer yeah yeah um it's and a, that's pretty it's much a breakout like game. You know, yeah, it's like you know, breakout bubble, where you bubble, like is yeah, puzzle bubble. No, yeah, puzzle bubble, bubble bubble, bubble bubble's the platform. Puzzle bubble is puzzle bubble is the is the yeah connector one. But it's more yeah. more like breakout where you've got bricks and you're bouncing things off the bricks. Yeah, right. And you've got a number of these piffles that you throw. The piffles are the little dogs that you're fucking pitching at walls. Are they dogs or cats? Like, yeah furry animals and um yeah so you throw and and they bounce and yeah you, you as you go through each level you gradually get more and more of these piffles until you're throwing shit tons of fucking tiny animals at walls uh before the end of the level and you're just trying to create as many bounces as possible yep yeah uh so have you played much of it I have played a lot of it. I am at uh, like nev- level 90 something. Level 90 something? Fucking hell. Okay. I'm going to have yep. a look at where I got to before I got bored and decided to go back to the real version of this. <laughs> right. The game that this is a clone of. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to fucking blow your mind. Uh, is is it like you're up to level 8 or something? I'm at 62. All right. Yeah. Oh, no. You need to keep playing five more levels. Five more levels? Level 67 is fucking broken. Oh, what? How did you yeah. land on that? How did you land on this level in particular is broken? Also, why couldn't it's it be seven fucked. more levels? Because then it'd be 69. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. No. I felt no like the game was check. pretty easy up until that point. Like, every once in a while, I'd lose uh, a life. Um, did you switch, like, the Batman signal on your face or something? What happened then? Uh, my fucking... <laughs> My screen's turned off. I've got, like, power fucking options or some right. shit turned on. Like, fucking moron. And uh, all my stuff just turned off. So I am going... To, you keep talking about Piffle. And I'm going yeah, to so turn that shit off. It's, I found it to be pretty basic. Um, at the start, anyway. It sort, of, it sort of starts off with, like, square blocks. And it's got... Each one has 10 health. And then as, um, as you progress through the level, it's like, all right, you need to get 150 of these blocks blown up and uh it kind of keeps scrolling down and new ones are spawning in as you go through uh and then they start throwing different types of blocks at you like um there'll be ones that start moving or uh ones that uh spin around um uh, there's like little like gooey blobs that your piffles get stuck in sometimes and then if you don't actually destroy them 
they start like multiplying uh, and more and more of them start coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's like exploding blocks. So once you sort of blow them up, they cause like a chain reaction. So they start introducing all these different types of mechanics in there. Even at level 90-something where I'm up to, they're still introducing different types of blocks into the game that, to sort of change it up. Um, yeah, anyway, so you... I, I found that, yeah, once I got to 67, something like that level is not, like, it is fucking either designed that way or it's fucking, like, broken. Um, my thinking is they've put that one in there to make you spend the items in the game. So there are items that you can sort of use in each level. Um, there is, like, a stop signal that basically stops the um the line from progressing to the next stage um for one turn there are um what else is there uh, there's like a reshuffle so it shuffles all the blocks and it sets like a new combination on the screen um i think there is one that gives you like more piffles i think it's like three more piffles to start off with because um, as the levels progress you do pick up more and more of these yeah um there is what else is there in terms of oh there's like a bomb that you can throw and that kind of explodes and a bunch of, like, takes out takes out a bunch of blocks and there's a hammer where you can surgically destroy a specific yep. block right okay so they're sort of like there's like four to start off with in each level yep. um and there's like three before you start the level that you can sort of initiate like there's like a a guided um glasses one where oh, it yeah, shows you where can, the, like, the balls are gonna land you know exactly where the yeah where the line yeah. is gonna take take you yeah um, I think there's one that gives you, uh, yeah, there's the one that gives you extra piffles. And I think the third one is like, it, is it gives you the like bowling balls maybe? Oh, maybe. I, I think it gives you bowling balls, which basically do more damage per hit. Yeah. Cause generally your piffles only do one damage. Um, I oh, know those are super piffles and there's the bowling balls are the ones that don't get screwed, right? Yeah. And they do two damage. Right. Oh, Okay yeah um anyway so i got to this level and it is fucked it's got these goo balls these goo blocks that basically yeah if you don't take them out however much health is left on them they um sort of spawn off into another area and it takes on half of the health so if it's a 10 block and you don't kill it 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 spawns next to it and it spawns like a five so now you've now got a 10 and a five to deal with yeah um anyway so i'm i'm going through this level i must have spent like 40 fucking lives on this level mm. and because you get to a point where you've got like i don't know 15 piffles that you can shoot out and there is one line at the end of the game that shows up and it spawns like six or seven of these these gooey blocks and they're all like 15 each and i don't know how i'm supposed to deal with that like because i don't have enough fucking piffles to to like take care of them and so you know three levels three more levels in all of a sudden half the screen is full of fucking goo and i'm like i don't know what i'm supposed to do so i played i must have done about 30 40 lives on this thing yeah and i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do other than use these items that i've got and then once i use the items then i got past that level right um so i think that level is in there to fucking make you start using your items uh, because you're actually supposed to buy items in the game. That's how they're making their money. Because um, it is a free-to-play game. There are ads I as well. There are ads, yeah. Um, I looked up on Google, like, this game and level 
67. And there are a number of people complaining about this specific level. Yeah, really. Which is interesting. And so now I'm up to... Once I got past that, I'm now up to 90-something. And I've not had a problem since then on any other level. So, until yeah, you, it makes me wonder. So you reach the next spend uh, yeah. hurdle. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I've, I, I guess I could persist until I get to... I just want to see you break the phone or something. I, or maybe I'm just shit and everyone else, like... I probably won't, because I'm actually very good at these games. Um, yeah, I'm going to pitch, yeah, playing a different game. It's called... Let me just have a quick squeeze to make sure I've got the right name. It's called Bricks and Balls. Bricks and Balls, it's called. B-R-I-C-K-S-N balls b-a-l-l-s and uh it is another breakout clone exactly the same shit it came out ages ago well before piffle and uh yeah it's very it's like a lo-fi version of exactly the same thing you've got usually 50 of these balls and you send the balls up and you break the blocks uh but the blocks are like in chunk like the block there's 50 blocks Mm. per brick so you've got to break 50 blocks uh, but you've got shitloads more balls and uh yeah they get like it gets it gets pretty tough that one gets pretty right. tough um uh, there's no different blocks or anything like that, anything like that there's different shaped blocks but it's otherwise it's just smashing blocks and uh to me it feels like a lot it's it's a lot better than piffle because Piffle, there's, right. there's quite a lot of RNG. There's the exploitative crafting mechanic that I'm not a fan of that's designed to get you to pay money uh, and yep. designed to get you invested in in um, buying things from, from the game when it's just not necessary. It's like completely un, unnecessary. Uh, yeah, there is like, I, there have been a couple of levels where I've been like this, like... There's that one block, there's that one brick that you can break and it will spawn, I think, yep. three random other bricks. And it can spawn extra piffles, right? Which makes yep. the rest of the level easier. But it can also spawn those fucking pink goo blocks and yep. suddenly you're dealing with, like, shit that you... Yeah, should, shouldn't really have to. There's a bunch yep. of RNG involved. I uh, don't know if they're random, though. I feel like they've got set things that they're supposed to spawn into i'm pretty sure they're random because i'm pretty sure i tested it and saw them okay spawn into yeah. different things but i don't know maybe i didn't um i'm pretty sure they're random though uh yeah so yeah piffle yeah bricks and balls i am up to level 295 in okay uh you regularly like you'll regularly start off with like 70 balls and uh, there will be bricks with like 350 uh, bricks of 350 squares that you have to break and you've got to create these massive like loops to sort of like make sure that each brick gets hit multiple times or else you will just never fucking get through them and so you wind up like really carefully working out where the fuck everything's going to go um, there's like pixel collision uh, which doesn't appear to be in piffle uh, which means you can't just straight up aim at, at, like, aim the thing. You have to adjust. You cannot, like, even if the line says it will go past this corner, 
if the ball would collide with the corner of the brick, then it's going to collide with it, which isn't the case in Piffle somehow. You can like squeeze the the line all the way up to it, and it sort of increases the complexity a bit. But uh, better still is once you get like far enough into the game, you start to uh, learn how to exploit that that corner collision because it won't react the same way. Like the angular incidence and the angular reflection type science shit, I guess it would be math shit, uh, comes into play. So if you hit the like the corner at a certain angle, you can actually create some really like good like loops uh, out of that, and so that becomes part of the strategy and stuff like that. And yeah, like I said, there's no different uh, blocks or anything. There are power up type things, um, and it is it's ad supported, uh, but otherwise. Yeah, like you can, you get like one that wipes away a single line, or you can get like extra balls, the same as Piffle. Uh, but yeah, oh, there are like, there's some power up icons. There's one power up icon that sort of sends all your balls in a random spread, uh, which is usually like it can be pretty annoying if you've got a plan of, of attack how you want the line to go but if you are sitting beneath it and you send it straight up into it it can be pretty good for like really spreading out all your balls and just sort of letting chaos do its thing uh which can be pretty important sometimes um right then there's the the other one is like this line and basically you shoot uh a ball into the into the line power up and it will send a laser out across the line and it will do as much damage as like the laser does so that's usually like they usually show up when you've got like a series of like 200 plus bricks and either uh you create some spectacular loops to actually get rid of all those bricks or if you can create one loop that goes through this laser a bunch, you can wipe out all the bricks at once. Uh, and then you'll be like breaking your way through to that laser, the laser icon, and then you'll accidentally send a single fucking ball through and you'll have wasted it. Because as soon as it, used, it gets used on the next turn, it disappears and you're like, cool, well, now I'm fucked. Uh, yeah. Right. So when, when did this come out? I'm looking at it now. Bricks and balls. Um... I have no idea, but I've been playing it for a while. Uh, right, okay, I'm installing it. It's good. Piffle, like I've also noticed that Piffle, like all the extra animation and cutie graphics and stuff, uh, winds up like creating some pretty hectic chug at times. I don't know if it's just my phone is getting old or some shit, but yeah. that doesn't happen in bricks and balls. Uh, and there's way more. Well, it looks like shit. So there's way more balls. Okay. And way more bricks. So, yeah, um, yeah. Mm. Does it have daily challenges or anything like that? No, no. Okay. But I did one of those today on Piffle. The yeah. Daily challenge. I did a couple of those. They they were more my speed. I found the fucking regular game is just like early game bricks and balls, and I'm like, I've already yeah. mastered this shit. Like, get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. 
give me some daily challenge shit and I'm gonna get like yeah. 190 or whatever like yeah that's more that's more like it get me up on that shit but yeah alright hmm. cool um, yeah no I'm in, I'm enjoying it like I haven't bought anything in it but yeah. I'll check out this bricks and bricks and balls. balls game and we'll see what happens eh yep you're, you're gonna next week you're gonna be like wow so much better than Piffle my eyes have been opened like what's a game that is like clearly just a really well polished version of another game because that's what this is that's what Fortnite Piffle versus yeah basically it's <laughs> I'm all PUBG over here and you're all like oh Fortnite it's so cute oh I love it <laughs> yeah yeah oh. yeah all right should we move on what else we got here what to talk about today um venom is bad <laughs> venom is bad uh we went and saw, movies yeah we went and saw venom uh at the cinema uh and um yeah courtesy of uh bethesda they put on like a, a movie night uh ahead of some of their bigger launches uh just to get it you know everyone in and uh sort of talk to everyone and like get them i guess uh drunk before they watch a really bad movie which is what happened with venom well no we got ourselves drunk that's true um we knew what we were in for we, we saw the reviews yeah. before we got in there and uh yeah it's not good but we had fun anyway because we had we had fun the the lesson to be learned here and we've said this many times if you're going to go with to a movie with us and the movie's gonna be really bad yeah do not sit near us if you want to have if you want to watch the film. If, if you're in it for the... Uh, <laughs> like, as much as we complain about dickheads who ruin movies by playing on their phones, we are definitely dickheads who ruin movies by uh, heckling the screen. Uh, yeah. If they're like... I, I truly believe if it was olden times, we would be mm. throwing tomatoes at motherfuckers. Like, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah. to be fair, it was also a private screen. Yeah. It, it's not like... Yeah, normal. We're not yeah. we're not loudly heckling during public screenings and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a private screening, and nobody seemed well. Actually, mostly people seem to appreciate. <laughs> the girls next to us are liking it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just <laughs> they were heckling as well at some stages. Yes, they were. Uh, <laughs> which is, I think, at first our heckling was sort of just whispered between the three of us. It was just yeah. sort of like, uh, what the fuck is this stupid shit? Um, or like, uh, what, what accent is Tom Hardy doing? And then it grew as we heard more people like murmuring, murmuring, we just sort of, and also as we drank more and more, cause we got pretty drunk. Um, yeah, we got louder and louder, more boisterous. Uh, and yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, the movie's pretty bad. I just don't understand how it got to this, the point that it did. Because I think I think it was um, a Sony thing. Like, I feel like they had their fingers in too much of the, like the editing and that sort of. Like, you t- you you've heard the stories about how like forty minutes that fucking film yeah. were cut out. There was a point in that film where I turned to the guy next to me. And I was like, "Did they seriously just like was that a cut? Like, what just happened with the editing right there? Because one scene was happening and then all of a sudden we were fucking somewhere completely different. I'm like." What is going on here? This is insane. It is. It was a really bad edit. Crazy. And then the end of the movie just showed up and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is this the end? Yeah. Doesn't it have like 40 minutes left? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I was very surprised when it got to the end, although I was also grateful uh, because we'd <laughs> run out of beer. So, yeah, it's it's pretty. Dumb. Like it's not Tom Hardy's fault. I think he was fine in it. It's just something happened with the story and the editing. I think he gets in love with doing these weird voices. I think that's his biggest problem is (laughs) like, they'll be like, Tom, you're one of the greatest living actors. We would love for you to get on board with this. Um, What do we need to do to get you to do this? And he'll be like $22 million. And they were like, shit. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we can do that. Um, Could we go for like 21 million? Because, you know, we've got a budget and we've got to pay other people and, you know, we're going to pay for CGI because it is a pretty CGI heavy production. And he's like, yeah, we can do $21 million, but I'm going to do a fucking wacky accent. And they're Sold. like, they're like, yeah, okay, well, uh, it'll save us a million dollars. And then he's like, and like, fuck. He's, he's done he's with us again. again. <laughs> this fucking this cheeky Tom Hardy cunt. He got us again. Uh, yeah, that's one hundred percent what I think is happening with Tom Hardy. Because yeah, the the voice he puts on, it's it's flat out obnoxious at times. I don't know what the fuck accent he's doing, but it's like if it it's consistent, but it's just consistently bad. Like he just seems like a a whiny wiener ball. And hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. And anyway, there's, there's, that movie oh, made a sorry, fuckload of money. Geez. Oh yeah, it's been making stacks of cash, which is crazy. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. People are just going out in droves to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's not great. But I would like to see it a second time just to make sure I wasn't hallucinating the first time. Right. Like, I like to watch movies a second time when they're really bad. Yeah. Because I'm like, was I just... Did I just not get it? Are you trying to trick me into watching Mother for a second time? Because it's never That's happened. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, though, I watched um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah, right. It's pretty good. Uh, I liked it. I think it's got a bit of a weak ending but otherwise it's, it's like a really like good like small cast uh not that many locations but it tells a really good story really well the dude who did it drew goddard did um cabin in the woods oh, yeah, yeah. uh Cloverfield. didn't he write that as well did he that's a trend then maybe not Fit. oh he was he did buffy stuff i know that maybe it's oh, just really not. bad at endings for shit because cabin in the woods has a pretty bad ending I like that ending because it goes fucking bonkers all of a sudden. Everything, all of the ending stuff up until the actual ending is really cool. But the ending of that movie is dumb. I'm not talking about like the third act. It's got a good third act. It's just got a bad ending. And the same is true for Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, But yeah, still, I'd recommend it. It's got a really good sense of style. It's set in like the 60s. Um, it does like really, uh, like it tells its story very, uh, like subtextually, like it's not throwing everything in your face. And so there's a lot of discussion afterwards about what certain things meant and, you know, uh, 
what that might have led to and how that led to the certain you know events of the, the film and stuff like that and there's really good mm. music in it and yeah it's just really well acted in general um chris chris hemsworth one of the hemsworths yep. i think it's thor um is actually really good like he does i've been paying a lot of attention to accents in films lately and i think mm. he does a pretty good and consistent accent right mm. Yeah, so he did. Uh, he wrote Cloverfield. Right. He wrote World War Z and right. The Martian. Bad ending. Bad ending. Good ending. And then this. Bad ending. It's a trend. Yeah. He's okay. bad at endings. <laughs> he's bad at finishing. Yeah, he's got no finish. Um, all right. That's movie. That's movies. That's our movies podcast. Yeah, cool. What else have we got? Um, Mario Party. Mario Party. Yeah. So um, we were watching the UFC, the fucking Conor oh, McGregor fight. Khabib fight. Round mm. one. Round one of that fight. Round two happened outside the cage. Um, yeah. So we're watching that, and uh, yeah. So we had a. I thought a bunch of people were going to come around, but uh, apparently not. Everyone fucking piked. So it was just me and Nate and our partners. Uh, but that was okay because we had Mario Party, so we played some Mario Party. Um, I'm not a fan. It's out last week on Switch. And, right. uh, you know, I don't know if you've played a Mario Party before. I'm pretty sure you have. I've played a Mario Party many, many years ago on, like, the fucking... Maybe the 64 yeah. Was that a thing? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so basically it's a board game with mini games. Uh, I've never really been a huge fan, but I saw some decent reviews um, of this. I saw one middling review, but uh, largely decent reviews, like positive reviews. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to have a geese. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I can see... The appeal, uh, but I didn't think the mini games were all that special, and like they weren't all that interesting. They were largely just momentary distractions, and the board game mechanics are overly reliant on stupid RNG bullshit, which me like makes it all feel a little bit uh, pointless. I guess I won, so let's not put it down to me losing and being salty about it. Uh, right. Yeah, just it's just sort of like you. I I was constantly. I don't know. It, it, board games have come so far, right? So why are mm. we playing basically a colorful version of Snakes and Ladders, uh, with some mini games thrown in? Because I, I just don't feel like it brings that much to the table. Um. Yeah. So I just I don't know. I just didn't didn't think that much of it to be honest. Yeah, um, right. How long do the la- the games last? Cause I think it took 50 minutes. They estimate an hour, but we got through it a little bit quicker, I guess. Uh, that's one, that's a short game. Hmm. Uh, you can play just the mini games as well. We didn't have two switches with the, like two copies of the game, so we couldn't play the crazy combiner screen version, but apparently right. it's just for a handful of mini games. Um, so it's not even yeah, that critical to the experience. Um, yeah, I just didn't think it did much. Very interesting. It was 
like I said, an RNG heavy board game with some pretty dull. Like if it had the fucking mini games of WarioWare, like do Wario Party, that'd be fucking amazing. Because the mini games in WarioWare are fucking hilarious and like yep. always super inventive, and they do like really creative things um, with the with whatever peripheral you're using. Um, but yeah, this is just like really basic shit. Try to there's I don't know like simplified versions of stuff you've seen better elsewhere, and yeah. it's just sort of garbage as a result I just... didn't they make like 13 of them 13 <laughs> at some stage Mario parties. yeah yeah I think so yeah they've made a fuck ton of them I don't know why they're so popular uh I don't know ultimately hard pass from your old pal Jobo yep not that great fair yeah. enough uh, what else is here? There was something else. Worms, Worms. WMD. Yep. Yeah. So uh, after we got bored with Mario Party, uh, Nate cracked out Worms, and uh, on like a laptop or something, or no, on the Switch. It's out on the Switch. Okay. And cool. um, it's awesome. Like it's really good on the Switch. Uh, like it plays. It feels like it plays really well. We're just passing the controller around, so it's couch uh, couch competitive uh but yeah you know the the worms style if you've never played a worms game before basically uh each team has a number of worms we found the sweet spot was six worms on a large map between four teams and uh (laughs) each worm takes its turn separately and uh you're trying to kill it's basically death magic you're trying to kill all the other worms from the other teams and uh you've got a variety of tools at uh at your disposal so you know, you've got a bazooka or grenades or uh, a sheep that jumps around and explodes or a banana that explodes into tiny bananas. <clears throat> and, yeah, so basically uh, you're trying to set people up to die. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a really good um, version of, of the classic Worms formula. It's got a lot of options. Uh, there's... You know, they've expanded the arsenal over the years, so there's super versions of a lot of what you've previously seen. There's, like, variants on different um, different classics. Like, there's the, the demon version of the uh, airdrop. Not yep. the airdrop, the fucking... I don't know, whatever the fucking bombing run is. There's a demon version of that that uh, leaves, like, fire in its wake and stuff like that, and... Um, yeah. yeah, like just there's expanded variants on everything that you know and love. And so it, there's a bit of experimentation in there, but at the end of the day, it's just a classic Worms experience. And I think the Worms experience is just a lot of fun. Like, yeah, just think. And on the Switch, it, it just makes a lot of sense because, you know, it is sort of, to me, it is that sort of couch corp game, you know, that couch focused experience except when you know you're specifically taking it at places like if i'm plugging the fucking switch into a tv then i'm doing it for couch multiplayer right otherwise it is purely a single player machine that i play fucking zelda on essentially i mean i I still haven't i don't think i've played dead cells on it yet uh, Hollow Knight 
is good but yeah otherwise yeah like just single player rpgs right that's that's mm. how what it is to me like single player action rpgs or couch multiplayer and i think yeah worms is one of the best so it fucking works it's good um yeah i'm surprised they haven't brought out a new one because that's that one's quite old um wmd because i talked about it in yeah, I, march i think right march is not that long ago was it march 2016 no no i'm saying that like because nate and i were traveling and we were playing worms at that stage and i'm pretty sure it was it was an older game because i went i went back and bought it all right let's have a squiz shall we worms 2016 holy fuck it was out in 2016 <laughs> yeah <laughs> well well sure showed me um yeah anyway yeah it's an old game i'm yeah i am actually surprised i wonder if they did anything different for the switch release i didn't notice anything but i've never played it before yeah so i probably wouldn't notice uh there's an all-stars variant there's a expansion pack uh but it's just been released free for everyone so yeah i guess it came with that and otherwise yeah Oh, it's been out on the Switch for a fucking year. Holy shit. <laughs> it's been uh, out for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's new yeah. to me. Um, oh, yeah. It's cool. I, I Sounds good. It. Yeah, it's good. Cool. All right. What else you got here? Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We went to the Assassin's Creed uh, Challenge in Sydney. Yeah. Well, at least. Yeah, we didn't go together, but we both ended up there. Yes, we were some there stage. At, at some point. Yes, because this was on uh, the Friday, so after we we'd gone out and watched Venom, mm. um, you got up at the crack of dawn to go and do the Assassin's Creed Odyssey it's challenge. It said from seven till ten, so I'm like, better be there at seven then. So I got like this compulsion about not fucking being late to shit. Yeah, but if I'd read a bit more closely, I would have seen that it said arrive at any time. And I could have at least had a coffee before I went. And it was hammering down rain. And it generally sucked ass from that perspective. From the perspective of being up way too early. It mm. was not an enjoyable time. But uh, yeah, so at Metcalf Park, once you got down there, uh, it was actually a really good setup. I was really impressed by the setup. Um, there was a tent that had a bunch of like the E3 demo playing on consoles um at one point someone tripped over a console uh, like an xbox cord and uh ripped an entire xbox down off the platform and it Gosh. died on the spot it was <laughs> that was before anyone like i was i'd been there for like two minutes and i was the only press person there for easily 40 minutes um yeah so that was that was pretty funny, but uh, yeah. Apart from that, like I didn't play the game there because uh, I'm not playing a fucking seventy hour RPG in a fifteen minute burst when it's out that same day. Uh, that seems like an insane proposition to me. Um, yep. So yeah, I did the I did go and check out the the setup though. And so yeah, they had this obstacle course. There was a balance beam. There was hanging rings. Then there was a climbing wall, uh, like a mantling wall, and then a, I guess, a rope climb, but up a 
an incline up a slanted mm-hmm. incline, not like a fucking straight up rope climb. And then uh, you do a sprint, uh, which I uh, did not sprint through. And then you go up and you do your leap of faith. And yeah, so that was the process. I got there, they were doing like a bunch of promo shit. So there was mm. Paul Gallen, uh, who did not do any of the actual um, obstacles himself. He just sort of stood near them. There was a parkour expert. Uh, my favorite thing about the parkour expert was uh, he was like pitching that like this idea for how they intro. And so he, he was like, oh yeah, I'll run up and uh, I'll ju- jump up and then I'll do a flip. And I'll say, hi, Paul. And uh, so he pitched and like when he was pitching it, he actually did a flip. And then he like went through all the motions of what he was going to do. And uh, Paul was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's let, let's go with that. And so they, they were like, okay, filming. And so he ran up and then he fucked up his flip. And then he did like, he fucked up his flip like six times and Paul Gallon was getting very upset, uh, which, you know, what else can you expect from, you know, the captain of the grubs, you know, the, uh, the, the blues captain, of course he'd be a, a bit grubby. Hmm. He's just trying to do a flip. You do a flip, Paul. Couldn't. I bet a fucking Queenslander could do a flip. You <laughs> grub. Uh, anyway, so, uh, eventually got the, the flip correct. And, uh, yeah, so that was pretty good. There was a, um, I think, is her name Sam Kerr? The Aussie uh, soccer player chick? She was there. Um, there were some other football players I didn't recognize. Uh, that's about it. Um, yep. Some influences came through. I didn't recognize any of them. And, uh, yeah, eventually everyone, like, they finished filming all their promo stuff that they were doing for Instagram or whatever. I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go through the fucking... I'll, I'll go through and do it, and then I'm going to go, you know, home. I'm like, cool, do it. And uh, so, yeah, I ran up the... There was two balance beams. They had, like, a easy and a hard version of everything. And uh, so the, the, the hard balance beam, you had to run up uh, to about, I guess, waist height, hmm. or, and then you'd walk across the balance beam, and then you'd go down... Uh, they, I, I did it once and, uh, slipped when I got to halfway through and they were like, uh, Joe, maybe you should just do the little one. Cause we're pretty afraid that you're going to hurt yourself. I'm like, fine. So I did the, <laughs> did the then why one. the fuck have you got this balance beam here then? Well, it was hammering <laughs> down rain. See, oh, okay. like, so, so you're not on nightmare mode then, not hard. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, and I just wanted to get it done. And I'd been waiting for it to stop raining for a while. And I had essentially given up on waiting for it to stop raining. Um, yeah, it was all designed with a, a nice sunny day in mind. And uh, it's not what happened, unfortunately. While I was there, I did see some pictures and it looked like the sun came out a couple of times. Uh, it looked like it was pretty cool during those those portions not for me um no. so i went across the balance beam i got nine tenths of the way across and then i fell off uh because i wasn't paying attention and it actually was pretty slippery and i was in fucking i was in my kobe's and um they're not really well suited for anything wet at all it's like as soon as water enters 
the equation, those shoes become ice skates. It is <laughs> terrifying. It like it's constantly terrifying. Uh, every time I wear them out, and I like my problem is I don't have any other shoes that I could really do that sort of stuff in. You got your KDs behind you. You could do uh, those. Yeah, those are LeBron's dickhead, and I would oh, never okay. take them out in the in the rain. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I didn't actually. They, I haven't worn them in the wet, but I suspect all basketball shoes are gonna fuck me like that, right? Like, I actually I like working out in basketball shoes because uh, the ankle support. Um, but yeah, they do seem to shit the bed as soon as there's mm. any water. Um, that's fine. It doesn't like it's not a huge deal breaker except when you're trying to do an obstacle course in the rain, and that actually doesn't come up as often as you might think. Anyway, so I got across uh, nine-tenths of the way and they're like, do you want to try again? I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll just move on. So I went on to the rings um, and I got to the... There's a technique. There's a technique to swing across rings that I had not thought, like I had not considered <laughs> initially. So I did the, the hard mode rings. Mm. Uh, if you want to do hard... If you want to do rings, right, you've got to actually... You don't like hang. It's not like monkey bars, right? Monkey bars are pretty easy. You just sort of like move yourself across, right? And you can hang like a monkey with your arms all the way down. But if you're trying to do rings, you gotta like, you gotta keep your arms sort of at uh, 90 degree angles. Because if you don't do that, right, it's actually really hard to keep momentum. If you're just straight up, you just sort of lose momentum. Your center of gravity, I think it's your center of gravity is too high. And so you counterbalance your own fucking momentum. And uh, yeah, it becomes very hard. Uh, so if you like go 90 degrees with your arms, you can actually swing a lot easier. Uh, and uh, I did not realize this when I tried to do the hard mode rings. Uh, hmm. And so I immediately slipped off. Also, again, it was pissing down rain, which made it significantly more challenging. But yeah, uh, when I went to the easy ones, um, yeah, they were like, oh yeah, try like bending your arms. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So I did that and uh, I skipped, I just skipped every second ring. And I got uh, three quarters of the way across and then I slipped off. Uh, and I could actually, if I went straight up with my arms, I could actually just walk across the rings like i can hold the rings and yep. just walk straight across so it wasn't that big a drop um so i did that that's how i got across that and then we did the uh the mantling wall where you like it's got climbing pegs and you climb across the wall sideways uh i did that that was pretty easy uh i didn't fall off that one i actually completed one of the obstacles which was wild amazing and then um, which wasn't the sprinting one yeah and then we had the um the rope climb up the 45 degree angle and that was excessively easy uh, i did the hard mode version of that but i can't believe i can't understand how there'd be an easy mode version that's you literally just walking up a hill with a rope easy peasy and then the sprint, uh, which I did not sprint. And then I got to the leap of faith. And uh, they're like, okay, are you afraid of heights? And I'm like, why would I be doing the leap of faith if I was afraid of heights? And they're like, 
we got to ask. we got to ask all these questions uh, before we can allow you to do this leap. Like, ask away. I'm not afraid of heights. And they went through, you know, do you have a heart condition? All this kind of shit. It is a fucking five meter jump. It was not that scary. I could not understand why they were going through all this. I like it would have to be at least, I think six times higher before I started to really like pack it in. Uh, I've jumped like there were there's a abandoned quarry uh, back up in Brisbane where I used to live, uh, and it is a twenty something meter drop into water, and uh, you have to jump quite far out. Uh, lest you hit rocks before you hit the water. And uh, I've done that a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. Bring it on. Five meters? Good God. I They had this big fucking pillow thing that you jump into, like a, a stunt mat, right? That like, stunt dudes fall onto and whatever uh, so they don't hurt themselves and they fall from high places. And um, I reckon I could jump down five meters without that. Like, I wouldn't want to, but I reckon I could do it and probably be mostly okay. Like, it just wasn't that high. Anyway, um, yeah, so they, uh, I get to the top, and they're like, okay, time to do the jump. And uh, I'm like, cool, let's do it. Uh, I was the second person of the day to do the jump. Yeah. Uh, That's what you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, fantastic. Uh, so I get to the top, and I jump off, and uh, yeah, splash into the, into the cushion, Everything's pretty good. Uh, and then all of the water that's been sitting on top of the cushion pulls in on me uh, because I guess where else would it fucking go, right? And so then I'm sitting in a giant inflatable pool of water. <laughs> and I go from like, <laughs> I go from like pretty wet having been standing out in the rain to drenched, like properly fucking soaked. And yeah. that was unpleasant. Anyway, I get out and uh, they're like, "Oh, yeah, uh, we didn't, we didn't film it because they they took like you a video of you doing the jump, uh, like a boomerang video, I guess." And uh, they're, they're like, "Yeah, we didn't have our stuff set up. You were supposed to tell us before you were jumping." I'm like, uh, okay, I didn't. Like, yeah, I can see how that's my fault. <laughs> um, sure. Anyway, so uh, yeah. So they, they sent, sent me back up to do it again. They're like, oh, do you want to do it again? I'm like, well, I can't get any more drenched. <laughs> no one's going to believe me by telling this. Exactly. I need the proof. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went back up and did it again. Pretty cool. good. And that's about it. That was yeah. my, my obstacle course experience. Right. It was, it was good fun. Like, I, I think they put on a really, like... A really good uh, activation, like a, it was a really good idea, and I think it was executed pretty well. Uh, obviously, they can't control the weather, but uh, people seem to enjoy it regardless. Um, I learned something about swinging on rings, and yeah, yeah. So I got down there at uh, nine thirty, um, right. which was. Um, 10 o'clock, I think, was when it opened for the public. And, and it was through, like, a ticketing system on, like, Eventbrite or something like that, where yeah. they were... Um, it was free, I'm pretty sure. It yeah. was just like a, hey, register a ticket, you'll get a, a slot, a time slot or something like that, and come down, whatever. Um, so I got down there, and, um, yeah, it was 
pouring down rain. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. Uh, I had my umbrella. And yeah, same setup. I d- took a couple photos and whatnot. And uh, by the time I was done, it hit about 10 o'clock. And um, yeah, man, there was a line. Like, those people lining up already. Maybe wow. 30, 40 people waiting in the rain <laughs> to yeah. jump into this course. So it definitely, the weather did not deter them from coming along, which is cool. Yep. Uh, I guess people were pretty excited about doing it. So that was that was fun. Yep. Um, yeah, it was a good turnout, I thought. It was, it was good. I didn't go up and do it, mainly because... It was fucking pouring down rain at that stage, and people were already in there doing shit. Sure. And I was like, "I'm good. I will. I'm gonna take some photos and bail." What a chicken! <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it was good. But otherwise, otherwise, been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, I don't think everyone who went and did it got a copy of the game, but we did, and um, yeah, I've been playing it as well. Uh, it's been tough finding enough time with all this other shit I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have, I've played about, I'd say 10 hours of it so far. Right. Okay. What about you? Yeah. I'm like 15, 10 hours. I'm level 15, I think somewhere right. around there. Yeah. I'm level 14. 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, that starter island can go fuck itself. Holy shit, what a terrible fucking starting experience. That is honestly one of the worst fucking onboardings I've ever had. I guess the only way it could be worse is if it did the fucking... Which one was it where you played as the dad and then like it just was like, lol, start screen, you're someone else. Was that three? Was that the American Revolution one? Um, the one where you're playing as a Templar and that switches. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that one. You're nuts. That was a cool switch. You are nuts. You're uh, playing as a bad guy. That is nuts. Um, yeah, it's like five hours for that starting island. I 100 percent of it because I'm like, I'm never fucking coming back here. So I'm just going to Well, yeah, it's five hours to 100 percent it. Yeah. What, what else are you going to do? You do the main quest and piss off. Like, if you main quest the entire game, then you run into the point where you're, like, seriously under level for everything. There is across. a lot of shit to do in this game. Oh, off of the main island. Actually, speaking of that, uh, last week, uh, I think we were... Well, I was criticizing Assassin's Creed for being too cluttered. Uh, but Odyssey has exploration mode, where it turns most of that shit off for you. And it's fucking awesome. Uh, so I wanted to retract that criticism. Um, I'd only seen it played without exploration mode on. Uh, or it's, I don't know if on gets rid of all the icons or off gets rid of all the icons. But right. like, there's a version of playing that game where you can turn all that shit off and you sort of just have to like work out where to go based on using the map and using your own fucking wits. And I think it's fucking sick. Um, yeah, it's such a good, good, uh, idea and it's, it's like really well implemented. So yeah, I will retract that specific criticism, but I still have other criticism. Uh, when I was on the starter Island, I had this fucking bounty, (laughs) this level five dickhead, uh, rolling around (laughs) and he would show up while I was midway through a mission. And it's not like the missions, missions aren't phased out of the regular world so i'm sitting there like trying to fucking complete some 
you know, kill some priests or some shit. And this fucking dude rolls up and he's like, oh, I'm the fucking bounty hunter. Time to get you. And he's level five. This motherfucker two hits me. He shreds my shit. And if I try to hit him, I do fucking nothing. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Uh, so I die and then I reload. And the dude is like four steps away from me on the fucking checkpoint. I'm like, uh, I'm fucked, aren't I? I had to fucking kite him about and use 40 fucking arrows to shoot him in the fucking face until he died. Uh, 40 arrows in the face, by the way, only got him down to like a third of his health left. Well, he's he still got a big had, head. He still had 33% left of his fucking health. He'd been pinged in the fucking face 40 times with arrows. And these were souped up arrows. They had like this fucking predator arrow ability where like I can control the arrow but if I just like regularly (laughs) fire the arrow uh, it still does like 200% damage so I was like fucking hammering this cunt with like the souped up arrows it did fuck all I still had to finish him off it took me 15 minutes to kill him (laughs) like seriously (laughs) walking backwards and shooting him in the face and just fucking plink Plink, and then I got all that done, and then I uh, like, oh god, now I, I had to, I had to chop him to death. Oh my god! And that like that took fucking four minutes on its own. The other eleven were me plinking this fucker with arrows over and over and over again. It was terrible, uh, but I had to do it because I could. Like my only choices were to run away mid mission, which I think would have cancelled the mission, and I didn't want to have to do it all again. Or do this. Yeah. Those are my options. That's terrible. It is a terrible introduction to the bounty hunting system. Now, later on, uh, I got to, like, when I, I think, hit level 10, I hadn't encountered a single other bounty hunter. So I just walked into, like, into a town. And, uh, like, there was this town um, where I had to kill the leader of the area. Yep. Uh, it's one of the, like the first time you do that. And I walked into this town and I just started stealing shit in front of people until my bounty hunting, like rating, my, uh, it's my, like a wanted level. Yeah. My wanted level went up to the point where they started sending bounty hunters at, at me. And then, yeah, that was perfect. Cause then I could just murder the bounty hunters and some of them had some pretty decent gear. So yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a weird system, eh? It's like um, because it was in the last game in right. or- Origins, but not as sort of fleshed out as this. Well, I, I think the system in at the moment's not very fleshed out. Um, it's it's a rip off like um sh- the Shadow of War, right? Nemesis like system, nemesis right? System. Like a half-assed Nemesis system for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I had at uh, one stage, um three bounty hunters after me right um, all at once yeah all at once and i'm not sure what i did to piss them off that much um because it just seems like you do stuff in the world and it's like hey kill this as you said priest or whatever and you do those things and for whatever reason sometimes that stuff triggers these bounty hunters like oh you've been caught for murdering and other times it's like no nah, that's cool bro just you're right about it yeah yeah and so at one stage i did something i don't know what the fuck i did but it went from zero to three and all of a sudden i'm fighting three fucking bounty hunters um who are 
you know, at the same level as me, but they still take a lot of damage to... Um, shouldn't have fiddled those kids, Luke. Shouldn't have touched them. That's what to you get. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's a bad system. It's It just doesn't add much to the game at all, other than getting you loot. Um, they They sort of just come after you, and, like, when they're in your vicinity, they're sort of just around, and you can sort of just go up and, like, stealth attack them yep. that'll take a chunk of damage down but then it's, it's pretty much like all right fight them now yeah um it doesn't feel like the nemesis system whereas if you die in that game then they become stronger and level up that doesn't happen here it pretty much just reloads the checkpoint and off it goes again and what bugs um, me is that they could do it that way like because you know because technically you're reliving the memories of your ancient ancestor or whatever fuck uh, is yeah. the grand plot of um, Assassin's Creed. I don't like know the- what the story is. I'm so lost. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, but because you are, right? Couldn't you technically, if uh, if they do kill you, they become more powerful uh, and, like, they get, they, like, upgrade or something and mm. it would represent like the memory of them being more powerful than you initially remembered because they had been the one to you know that they technically killed the simulation so the simulation re like rewrites it so that they're technically a captain or something like that you know like they could totally justify it uh from a fucking um story perspective but yeah for whatever reason Instead, they've implemented what I think is, yeah, just a half-assed nemesis system. And yeah, yep. like, oh, I'm not a fan, man. Like, it, yeah. it brings, it's it's a good way to get some easy loot uh, from dudes as they literally just walk into you and you murder them. Uh, but yeah, like, with the Predator Arrow ability, the moment, like, they're nearby, I just go up somewhere high and then I just plink them twice in the fucking brains. And if they're not, fucking three or four levels higher than me and that usually does them pretty quickly mm. yeah i uh yeah when i was yeah level 10 i killed the uh, all the way up to the level 12 dude and then i stopped because i'm like uh three levels is gonna be a pain in the dick and i'd sit there forever so i'll probably just stop there yeah and i don't I'm understand like, how it works in terms of like there's different tiers yeah, but I, I cleared the first tier and they're back again. Like, I'm up to the next second tier. Yeah, and you can trigger. I think it's left trigger or left bump or whatever you're using to play on, and it goes back to the first tier. And they've like come back again, which is the same. Like Nemesis system did that. Yeah, but I don't like. Am I supposed to go back to that area and then can I kill them again or something? I don't know. It just doesn't explain it very well. Um the other thing is like there are factions set up um or or leaders where it's sort of like spartans versus um who's the other side athenians or something like that and um the way that's set up is really weird and janky because it seems like each area is like all right this area is controlled by spartans or this area is controlled by the other side and and you go through and you're doing tasks in this area and that is lowering their sort of their faction's power and how much control they've got over the region. Yep. And then once that lowers, then you go in and kill the leader. And depending on how much power they've got, it'll be harder to do. Maybe they've got bodyguards or um, 
If they do have bodyguards and it's low enough, then the bodyguards will just leave when you show up. Just shit like that. Same sort of stuff as the Nemesis system. Exactly yeah. the same. Um, but what I don't get is you, you start siding with the Spartans, which is who I'm siding with, yeah. and then you go to the next area and it's like Spartans own this area already. And then so you start doing quests and all of a sudden the faction power starts going down. You're like, well, I don't want that to happen because that's my side. Yeah, right. that's the side. And so choice. what you do is you start fucking murdering everybody. The faction power goes down or you burn their supplies or, or whatever it is that brings the faction down. And you do that stuff because you're getting experience, right? Yeah. And that's, that's what you want to do. You want to level up, get experience. And then so the faction power goes all the way down. And then what you go and do is you can... Um, choose who you want to help um and generally there's like two flags on that faction area like one of them will be attack the other yep. one will be defend and depending on who owns that area you go and pick like what you want to side with so then i would go i'd murder everybody in the the spartan area and yep. then i'd go help the spartans to defend the area and the power would go back up again yep. it's just this weird system that doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> yeah like yeah. why am i going and burning all the shit like if I start siding with an area, I should be helping them as opposed to... Like, there should be things out in the world that allows me to build up the faction power as opposed to take it away from them. If they were to justify it right by, like, you install someone sympathetic to you in particular, right? So then, then right, you would go in and you'd kill the, the leader of the area, right? Mm. Uh, and install your own boss, right? Yeah then it would sort of be self-justified within the story, right? Yeah. But it doesn't do anything like that. So you just sort of murder everyone in, in the Spartan side and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to help out the Spartans. And they're like, um, thanks, I guess. But <laughs> if it hadn't been for you, this wouldn't have been necessary. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you can only do it after you kill the faction leader, right? And then you can yeah. go in. So if you were to just like, if you were to set it up, right where you wanted to help out one team and you wanted to install your own Spartan boss in a Spartan area, make it like hard mode where you have to, like you can go through and wipe out all the shit. Uh, but then when you install your Spartan boss, they're sort of like have to build from the, the ground up again. They have to build mm. all that shit up again. Instead, if you were to go in and just murder the boss from the get go and install your own guy while everything's at full power, it'd be really hard to get to the boss and like it might be a really tough thing to accomplish but once yep. you get it done your your dude is set up really well from the get-go and that, that'd be really fucking cool yeah well That's in shadow no in shadow of mordor what they do is they're like oh your your faction is under attack like you've captured this area yeah or it's about you capturing areas right mm. and then once you get them it's like oh you're under attack now and yeah. they start throwing like different types of missions at you whereas this is just weird the way it's set up it doesn't make a lot of sense and i didn't realize it was happening until like the second area so you get to that first part yep. and it's um and i think it's i don't know which side it was i don't even remember anymore which side it belonged to but i was just murdering everybody and it yep. was like well, who do you want to side with and i was like i'm gonna side the spartans and so then that i put them in power and then i got to the next area and i didn't realize that they already owned that area but i'm just murdering everybody yeah it just didn't like it's it's the way it's set up is not uh, it's just strange at least uh, I'll yeah. tell you what I was te I'm tempted to go like side with the Athenians just by default 
because the Spartans don't use shields and fuck fighting people who have a shield in that <laughs> fucking game. It is yeah. so annoying. You have to like, they will just stand there and block the entire time. I imagine it was, it's like what it must have felt like for the AI to fight any Assassin's Creed protagonists uh, in any of the series prior the to Origins. Yeah. yeah, where they just like block constantly. You're like, for fuck's sake, this cunt won't stop fucking blocking. I just want to fucking do some damage. And you're like, yeah, well, block. I'm just going to block. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I win again. And you're like, fuck's sake, fuck this shit. The Athenians will block everything unless you are to them. And it's just annoying. It's I got shield break. <laughs> so I just smashed him in the face with a shield from now on. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't have that skill. I'll have to find it and unlock it. It's like the first tier in... Is it? In the middle one. What's the middle one? Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. Right. Because um, have... I had the same thing. I was like, every motherfucker has shields, so I'm going to go and get this shield break thing. Um, that's the other thing is I don't like this, the tech tree um, yeah. compared to the last game. Like, a lot of it is abilities um and it's hard to gauge whether or not you're getting an actual ability or oh like passive or an active right yeah, everything that is called shit's ability. out of control holy shit they just need to fucking put passive on the fucking oh my lord yeah because yeah you're like yeah well i guess like i could really use uh you know a, a boost to my crit damage so yeah i guess i get this one and it's like where do you want to assign it? I'm like, I don't want to fucking assign it. Just fucking give me a boost to my crit damage, damn it. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. And yeah. other times they are passive. Some of them are passive, but it's the poison ability. one, right? The poison one where you just no. like poison is an ability. Yeah. So I thought like you read the text of that one and it reads 100% like it's just a passive. And yeah. then you go like and it's yeah, it's like yeah, you got to fucking apply this shit. Yeah. Like, but they're oh. all called abilities, so you don't know whether or not oh, yeah fuck, I'm going to waste a point on something that I thought was a passive ability and I don't have any slots left on my um, skill wheel or skill whatever it is. Yeah. And then you fucked. So, yeah, I don't... It's it's not labeled correctly, a lot of that stuff. Um, no. I thought the last... I thought Origin's skill tree was a lot better. Like, I felt like there was things in there that I really wanted right. and that was making me better. Whereas this one, I'm like, I'm just going to dump everything into fucking assassin yeah um and warrior like i don't do much in hunter other than the predator arrow predator arrow and and, uh, um different types of arrows yeah which is weird right because the the hunter one has its own separate wheel whereas assassin and um warrior warrior like shared it's so strange and i'm like and then i don't get how the the armor works with the damage and how that's distributed like is it per ability that's how much damage you're doing it's uh, i just think it's sloppy there's a lot of sloppy stuff going on yeah a lot of confusing stuff i do like the spartan kick oh yeah uh, kick and you can use that to you can use that to like disrupt people from blocking which is good um and it's especially good to nate was uh talking me through luring much higher level bounty hunters up to high areas and then kicking mm. them off and sometimes it might take a couple of kicks but you can just like kick dudes to death yeah just, you dodge once and then kick them off the yep. fucking off the mountain and you can go loot them at the bottom of the fucking mountain and then yeah uh because fall damage doesn't like scale to your level like 
sword damage does or whatever the right. fuck. So yeah, you can kick cunts off. Like they'll take a tiny amount of damage for the kick itself, but when they make impact with the ground, they'll take a regular amount of damage and they fucking die. And it's awesome. Hmm. Um, yeah, I like the I like the kick. Um, it's just it's a cool move in general, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't like the loot, man. Yeah, they got this like a lot of destiny stuff in this game. Like, yeah, they've got tiers of loot. Um, I, I'm, I've constantly got new loot. So I don't know if I'm supposed to have to inventory man- manage at some point, where I'm gonna have to like delete a bunch of stuff or whatever. Yeah, uh, so it's the same sort of system as Origins, where you get like different types of gear. Um, I've been dismantling pretty much everything that's regular yeah. loot. And anything that's like a rare or that, I sell it. Is there it. a fast dismantle? There no, needs to be you, a fast dismantle. You've got to hold it yeah. on each one. It takes ages. It's pretty annoying. Yeah. Because you get resources out of that and then you spend those resources to upgrade your boat. Yeah. That's yep. what I do. I, don't know. I feel like I've got way, like shitloads of money already. I've got like 15 grand. Yeah. Like a I lot haven't of the... sold anything. Yeah, you'd probably be right. Like the, it's the. I seem to be running low on wood all the time to right. upgrade everything. Um, you get a lot yes. of wood picking stuff up out of the water. That's oh really? And smashing boats. Yeah, you get a shit ton of wood. Right. Um, yeah, the I like the boat stuff. Um, obviously, yep. it's not cannons, but it is a pretty good uh, representation of the black flag sailing system. A little yeah. bit more annoying, I found. Like, a little bit less um, intuitive. Uh, I felt like you were better at sailing in general in Black Flag, but I guess it sort of makes sense. Uh, yeah. The other flip side is... Uh, like, sea shanties. I don't like the, the shanties, the Greek yeah. shanties. I'm not a fan. Um, I'd prefer it if they just shut the fuck up and we could sail in, in silence. But uh, I don't know. I'm supposed <laughs> to pitch that to the guys, so... We'll probably just have to listen, sit there and listen. Um, yeah. Yeah, what else? Everyone's all like, oh. It's like, everyone's always fucking in this game. People reckon there's like lots of lots of fucking, but I haven't had sex with anyone yet. Oh, and, I uh, Oh. Must, I must just be a fucking... Just a <laughs> incel motherfucker. In, incapable of getting any fucking... Any pintang or... There's this old penis, chick. Penis, <laughs> There's this old chick up on, um, ha- have you gone to the top left of the map yet? It's like level 13 or something, level 11 or 13 or, I'm not sure. No. You basically start off, start island, you go to the right, and then once you leave that part, you sail back off to the top, sort of left. It's sort of near the starting island again. Okay. Um, but north of that. Right. Uh, there's a lady around that area who is like keen as shit and she's super old. Right. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm playing as Cassandra. So am I, yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty choice options of dialogue in there nice. that you can say back to her. All right. Um, I'm go scissor it up with an old lady. <laughs> uh, um, some ancient scissoring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I've, yeah. I, I like the, the RPG light stuff, but I don't think it goes very far. Um, I have noticed that like... A plague took over the starting island because I failed to keep it in check at the start, which was good. Really? But, uh, yeah. Huh. I didn't no. know you could do that. Did you go to a town on the starting island? I I 100% on the starting island, yeah. 
and there was uh there was these priest dudes and uh they were trying to they burned down a village i don't remember oh yeah 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 the, all the ash area yeah and yep. there was like a family and the priests were going to execute the family right i killed all the priests and obviously the family infected literally everyone on the island so that's sort of my fault right okay yeah so, yeah because there are a lot of like options in the game um in terms of dialogue as well where it's like if you say this like this is a bargaining thing or this will attack them or um you know get them upset and i don't really know like there are some options in there where that has played out um or where i've done things in the world and then spoken to somebody else and they've said like hey what happened to what so and so it's like fucking murdered them and they've been like oh you shouldn't have done that um so i don't know how like that sort of stuff plays off later on if that comes back um yeah but anyway it's interesting to see that sort of i don't know man like i feel like this game i'm getting the same sort of vibe that i got from (laughs) from like tomb raider or shadow of the tomb raider the second one where i played the first one and i've Mm. talked about this a bunch and i was like that game was fucking really good they just need to do a bit more and then every play everyone played the second one and was like fucking game of the year that shit is and i'm like are you what what happened am i waking up in some sort of silly land like (laughs) i played so much of origins i love that game so much um i thought it was amazing and then i'm playing this game and everybody's going bonkers about it and i'm so confused because i can see a lot of problems in there i can see a lot of problems i did not enjoy origins all that much right but i didn't really get that far into it i just sort of i didn't like endless deserts so as a general setting i'm not a huge fan of it so uh, i just didn't like yeah that um but yeah uh, I can see a lot of problems with this. Um, it's I find myself like enjoying myself while I'm playing it, and then getting kind of bored pretty quickly. Hmm. It's I, I like it in these tiny chunks, um, but I never seem to play it for that like all that long. I'll, I'll generally play it for yeah, yeah. an hour tops, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I th- I just think it has a really good, uh, really bad. Um, system for incentivizing you to continue playing as i see that like it's got this loot system that i don't really enjoy i don't think it brings that much to the table i've got two mm-hmm. yellow like legendary level pieces that don't do anything particularly special i think one of them needs to be in this set to do anything decent but like yeah it's like level yeah. 11 so by the time i get the rest of the set it's going to be pathetic right. i, I think in the last game they would they would um like have special abilities i want to see i want to like see special like moves diablo style fucking cool shit added yeah. to the not just like a 20 percent bonus or uh you know your your spawn kick does a bit of extra damage is one of the things i've got yeah fuck that shit i want to see like yeah uh like diablo style your What's the one, uh, the disintegrate one? Your disintegrate is now three beams instead of one, or something like that. Like some shit that turns you into a completely different playstyle. Yeah, um, that's what I want to see. Like, yeah, this sort of better. Yeah, it's not good enough. It's not good enough for a loot system to me. And I, I do think it is symptomatic of the Destiny style of loot. Uh, which is, you know, 
not like they've read about it in books they never really fucking they should just go over to blizzard and ask them how to do loot to learn how to do it fucking properly like yeah, yeah. the um like the destiny stuff is is in there a lot it's you can see like the contract system yeah um where it's like you've got timed uh you know a, a time frame to sort of do all this stuff and um that is a little confusing as well because i'm like i don't understand what is a side mission and what is just a daily yeah because <laughs> there seems to be dailies right yeah um and then you look on the map and so you're picking up all this stuff and it's like all right what actually is a side mission like what should i be going and doing it's just a little cluttered um it just doesn't do a great job of explaining sort of what is a daily or what is a side mission or what is a main mission um that's a bit hard to gauge and the um the combat i think it's a step back from the last game um it's gone back to the button mashy style of combat and i'm not a fan of that um because like in the other games you would you'd sort of it was very button mashy and it was that batman thing of i can take on 30 dudes and fight all of them at once you can't do that in this style of combat it's it's got to be a bit slower and they went for like the dark souls sort of combat in the last game i thought that worked really well um of managing certain aspects like did you have a stamina bar i thought there was a stamina bar because you don't have one in this. You don't um, have one in this. And you just fucking mash it. You just mash Dark, and mash. Yeah, Dark Souls combat without a stamina bar is fundamentally fucked. Like, it's just... There's there's no way that it ever fucking works. Because mm. the stamina is the is the resource that you're paying attention to. It's the resource that you can expend for certain things to block yeah. or to dodge or to attack and stuff like that. And that's, that's what winds up giving Dark Souls its uh, signature style. Right. Forcing us to attack with R one and R R two is yeah not really bringing anything different to the table. It's sort of just no uh, without the stamina. It's it's literally just a button mashing with a different fucking button. It had ch- yeah. Well, like it had those abilities on the bottom that bar. I remember that um, right. and the abilities and that sort of stuff. But I thought it had a stamina bar or something like you couldn't sit there and just mash the button. Because yeah. that, that's literally all I'm doing. I'm just mashing the button and then whenever someone attacks me with like a stand move, I'll just parry. And then yep. if they attack me with a, a skill, then I just dodge. Dodge, yeah. <laughs> and it's not a lot to it. And if yeah. there's two guys that come at me, then I sort of try and manage that. If there's three, then I'll backpedal and sort of take one at a time. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just not... I don't know, I'm not finding it as challenging as the last game. And I, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like challenging combat. But I did feel that, like, w- what I played of Origins, I did feel that you were punished too heavily when there was a level disparity. And that made me want to play it even less. This game does not need fucking 60 levels or whatever the fuck it is, by the way. I think yeah. you could get away with 10 levels. If you had 10 levels and, like, yeah, just fucking... you scored points for going to leap uh leap of faith points bird of prey points or whatever the fuck you got skill points during exploration shit it'd be mm. so much better because then like it wouldn't feel like like the map is overwhelming it's massive yeah and you look at it and it's segmented by the levels and you're like holy fuck like I am so far out from doing anything. <laughs> anything, yeah, because I'm 15 levels in. I've been playing for 15 hours. Yeah. 
and I've done like five percent of the map. Done anything? And yeah, it's it's obviously it's extra hard. I guess we were saying this last week, but it's extra hard because I'm contrasting it with my experience with Red Dead, where I could go and do whatever the fuck I wanted, like immediately. But yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't understand. It's just too like overbearing yeah. a leveling system. I think for yeah. what is ultimately not actually a RPG. You know, like. It's still more action adventure game than it is RPG. Uh, so yeah, I just I think they're they're trying to do too much RPG stuff without wanting to commit properly to mm. it being an RPG. And yeah, because it's not like like yeah, it's, there's only a couple of stats. There's only like three fucking stats, right? There's warrior. Uh, assassin and hunter right those are the, your three stats that you increase yep. um yeah uh, and i guess they hide other stats because obviously you've got crit and uh, like that kind of stuff that hmm. is sort of behind the scenes but still yeah they just i just it just feels like a a misstep i don't know yeah my like my thing is i don't dislike it right yeah, no. I just, I, I just sort of like bleed out on it real quick. There's just stuff I keep seeing that could be better. Yeah, that's about it. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is that um, I, I, I was pretty surprised when they announced this game. They're like, it's coming out this year because I thought they would go into the like a two year cycle or a three year cycle. Um, and that's sort of what I felt like made Origins so good is that they seem to give that a lot of time because um, the yeah. last couple of Assassin's games were mediocre um, and it yeah. was something different. I really enjoyed that that type of game. Played a bunch of it. And I didn't feel like it was grindy either. Um, whereas this game definitely feels a bit more grindy. And then there's that aspect of the whole being able to buy an experience upgrade as well so you can level quicker. That's a bit... I don't Icky. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because sort of like how much thought went into, well, let's turn down the experience or, yeah, that sort of thing is something you don't really want to think about. Um, $10,000 spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Job knows a guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a puzzler. I mean, I, I as I understand it, they had like this was not developed over the course of the last year this was developed in conjunction with the other game and like they collaboratively worked towards a like a complete system so i don't think this is necessarily like it's not you know back to the annual release thing i think it's just a coincidence that it happened to um strongly resemble but it is ultimately a different game it's sort of the call of duty one where you've got like Treyarch and then you've got Infinity the the ghost of Infinity Ward and then you've got Sledgehammer right and Mm. yeah they all sort of do vaguely the same thing but they all do it differently yeah right yeah anyway yeah I don't think it's a bad like I'm enjoying it I just don't think it's as I'm not having as good an experience as I did with Origins with it yeah. Just because I'm seeing all of these problems, I'm like, that could have been done better. Yeah. 
um, or things like that. I just so. fucking hate shields. Holy shit. I gotta get this shield breaker thing. Yeah, it basically just grabs it off them and smashes them in the face, and then no more shields. Perfect. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Is there much else to say? Pretty game. It looks pretty. It is pretty. Um, looks good uh, in 4K. Your horse is HDR. Dumb. The horse is exceptionally dumb compared to Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, seriously, the auto, the auto fucking move thing in Red Dead is awesome. And in this, it is so fucking dumb. So often it'll tell me I can't find a path or, like, it's not available or you can't get there by land. And you're like, how the fuck can I not get there by land? Um, yeah, it does that a lot. Meanwhile, in Red Dead, it's like you chuck a thing, like chuck a waypoint on the map and it'll fucking find its way there no matter no matter what. And yeah, I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, surprise, Red Dead Redemption 2. Really good game. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, PUBG. Yeah, I played some PUBG. Uh, patch came out last, I think it was Thursday, update 22. And this was the update to uh, try and fix a lot of the problems or the, the main problem that we've been talking about, half and on about for the last six months. Yep. Which is the um, uh, issues with matchmaking, uh, particularly in regions like Australia, sorry, Oceania, uh, South America. Um, I think there was one other region also having a problem. Anyway, uh, OCE was the big complainer. Um, yep. So they revamped the matchmaking. Basically now it's split up into, you pick your map. So there's like Arangel, uh Miramar, Sanok, and then there's a quick join. Um, quick join basically chucks you into the one that's got the shortest queue or the, the one that's about to start next or whatever. Right. I played a bunch of solo uh, two nights ago. Yeah. Um, I think I played four or five games and uh, every single game I got put into was Southeast Asia um, off the bat like literally no matchmaking just straight into Southeast Asia um, I played a, I played the first game I got like six kills second game I got killed by a hacker blatantly cool. cheating just <laughs> literally headshotting people from anywhere I came second that game <laughs> second, or, second or third yeah. Um, and he shot me through like a rock. Um, cool. And I, I went to like death cam, and it was just him standing in a field, just pinging people through like the ground, wow. like with the M twenty four. So I reported him. Played the next game. Um, and, and anyway, so I played that game, and then the and then I went back to the main menu. It's like this guy's been temporarily banned for a, a day. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. So it was the guy I reported. Oh. Um, so yeah, like something's going on with solo queue still. This was at um, I was playing between five thirty and seven thirty, which you would have thought it'd be popping by then solo in Australia. Um, it wasn't happening, and it wasn't searching, which is the weird thing. It was just I'd press quick join, and it would literally throw me in a Southeast Asia server. Um, right now, the thing about this is that. Uh, a lot of the other regions have been complaining about being dumped into servers that are not their own. Like, you can no longer pick what region you want to jump into. I can't yeah. say, I want to play in OCE, or I want to play in 
at CA or on a play in North America. You can't do that anymore. It just it's supposed to pick your closest region yeah. um, and then dump you in that. So the other regions have been complaining about being dumped into um, servers that aren't theirs. In particular, things like people in the East Coast of America jumping in West Coast or somewhere in Europe, shit like that. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, it seems like there's something still funny about the matchmaking in there. In saying that, I jumped in last night and played some squads with the guys. Yeah. And we played, I think, six games. Six games. And every single game that we played, we got into a Oceana server within seconds. Um, wow. And these were full servers, so... No, it can't be full. Uh, not, I know. They're, they're, the population doesn't play. exist. <laughs> yeah. The population doesn't exist to, you know, to have uh, OC servers. So I'm afraid you're incorrect. I am incorrect, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we... we um, I don't think... Because the guys are saying that uh, squads were working. Sometimes it'll dump you in a Southeast Asia server, but you just quit and rejoin. Right. Um, but we played six straight games, no issues, straight into Oceana. No waiting time. Weren't waiting around for people to join either. It just worked. It worked like old school PUBG, which is wow. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, like, I don't know. Uh, there's They're fixing something, but there are still issues there with the matchmaking. Um, the, I think the biggest problem is still the um, communication from them is shit. They're yep. not letting anybody know because you've, you've now no longer just got Oce- Oceana who were previously complaining about the issues. You've now got the entire world complaining about the same, like not being able to join local servers or or like people from other regions joining their servers and shit like that happening. Yep. Um, like, oh, I should be getting 22 ping, but instead I'm being dumped into a 200 millisecond server. Stuff yep. like that. And uh, PUBG Corp hasn't said shit about this, which is surprising. <laughs> right? Well, it's over now. Yeah. It's um, over at the end of this week. Yeah, but in saying that, hey, right? Do you, do you want to hear something crazy? <laughs> What's that? I had a 60 gigabyte update for Black Ops 4 on my computer, which I believe is preloading the game. Right now, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not happening right now. It happened earlier today. Otherwise, I'd be a robot. Um yeah, and um, I had to make room, so I deleted PUBG. Oh no! Yep, it's been replaced. I deleted PUBG to make room for Blackout. Uh, it's not. It's not that I'm convinced that Blackout is 100% going to replace PUBG, um, and I, I don't think you know. I I would be surprised if it manages to take the same place in my heart. But uh, yeah, I am that done i haven't played PUBG in fucking ages yeah like i haven't I, i'm so disillusioned with the entire fucking concept uh mm. yeah i haven't played it forever and uh yeah i'm just not convinced that they'll ever fucking fix it yeah right um the other thing that they did with the it wasn't update 22 i think it was 21 they changed mm. the blue zone color um oh yeah it's fucked now like on particular uh, I saw some screenshots of like the comparisons between how it used to look and how it looks now. Um, I think the main issue was that on Mirama, you couldn't tell where the edge of the circle was sometimes. Right. Like it would just blend in with the orange background of the scenery. Um, but the majority of the games we've been playing, by the way, we were getting Erangel games last night. I think 50% of them were Erangel. 
Right. Um, it wasn't just Sanok the entire time. Cool. Which was good. Yeah. Didn't play any Mirama though, which is disappointing. Right. Um, but yeah, the blue zone, they've got this like hard blue color now. And you can't right. see inside or outside very easily. So I think that's a huge problem because I think I think it's fine for if you're on the outside of the circle running in. Mm. Um, but if you're already in the circle, you should be able to see people coming in. Uh, all right. And that's the issue is that point. you're now looking constantly behind you because it's really hard to see if anyone's coming up. Like, yeah. Everyone's before you could sort of peek... Of blue. You could look around and be like, all right, there's no one behind me. I'm good. Now it's like, I can't see shit behind me. You're always looking like, is someone going to sneak up? Um, yep. That needs to be changed. I am so surprised that this last update didn't roll that back because, well, no, I'm not surprised. It's fucking PUBG Corp. But <laughs> yeah, like I didn't, immediately when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like just weird des- design decisions that I do not understand. Um, and I went and looked it up and I saw like some Twitch dude <laughs> who got clipped on reddit and uh it's him being shot outside from the zone like he's in the zone someone shoots at him and he just fucking flicks and starts spraying into nothing and he kills a guy and he's like i literally could not see anybody i was just shooting wow <laughs> just weird shit like that eh um yeah. yeah that's something that needs to change otherwise like the rest of it was good um, tried out some of the new weapons that were fun like I enjoyed playing PUBG again because it was yeah. fucking working which is insane uh, we got two wins out of the six games which is fun nice. still nice. got it yeah um, so yeah man like I I enjoy playing it but fuck I hate the way they're carrying that game at the moment like the way yeah. they're dealing with all the shit it's just so bad like their mm. main their main communications guy left and went to right um he he got either got poached or he went back to right um so right yeah their communication is not as good he was the guy that was doing like the weekly um updates on the community on the reddit page being like hey here's all the things we're looking into blah 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 that's not happening anymore um like a lot of their communications teams are being run out of korea um i'm wondering if there's like this language barrier that's what's going on is that you've got all these community community managers around the world and they're sort of going through translators or something like that or there's some sort of communication breakdown um anyway it's the communication is not great from their team the last six months (laughs) but blackout's coming out literally tomorrow um which i guess we'll talk about the news right we will yeah yeah um was that that was not that's not it we've got one more um, one more yeah so fallout 76 i talked a bit about my trip last week talked about the trip the trip no, not the yeah. game not the game so i can talk about the game now embargo is up um so yeah bethesda flew a bunch of people out to west virginia to play uh flat 76 we played for about three hours um from the start of the game up until as much content as we get in by then and um yeah, basically it is set like 25 years after a nuclear war. Um, you are you basically wake up or at the start of this day uh, when you're leaving the vault, Vault 76, and you're the first sort of inhabitants to go out into the world and um, and like start exploring and populating it. Um, so as opposed to the other Fallout games where you go out there and there are just people all over the place sort of doing their own thing um 
this is like there aren't any humans it's all robots it's all um weird creatures that have been sort of infected or or been affected by the, the radiation and whatnot um so yeah it's a, a bit of a different style type of game uh it's interesting right so it's pretty much a um a big focus on multiplayer you are well i don't know what you're doing but it's getting weird <laughs> and nobody at home can see you doing this unless they're watching uh, gold yeah, yeah. Uh, um, anyway. so yeah it's it's hugely focused on um multiplayer so you can you can join as a team and go out into the world and start exploring and doing quests and whatnot it's very uh, fallout sorry from the get-go teams of four right it's teams of four yep 24 players in a server something like that yeah yeah huge map the idea is that you're not going to run into people very often or that's the way they kind of want it to be it's sort of right. like the people that you run into it's supposed to be unique or sort of rare experience no man's um, sky yeah like no man's sky well it did no multiplayer um <laughs> so yeah we we basically start off in this vault i'll talk about my playthrough um yep. it was myself it was um adam matthews uh, who is a, a freelance writer. I think yep. he's been on the show before. Yep. Maybe a very long time ago. Yep. Um, Hamish from Survivor. And we had a uh, Bethesda um, employee guiding us through specific specific parts. That, that like, hey, we want to show you these specific things. Or like answering questions and whatnot. So yep. you start off, you're in the vault. Um, you choose your character. You pick um, You pick what they look like. That sort of shit. Uh, you leave your room and you start working your way outside of the vault and you sort of find these tables that are spread out throughout the exit and each table is numbered and has a bunch of items on there. Um, so like you'll pick up your pit boy at the start and then you go find some, um, some resources and eventually you'll get to the special cards, the pack of cards that you pick up. And um, right. the special system now is... Um, every time you level up, you put a point into your special, which is, fuck, this is going to test me, strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelli- intelligence, agility, luck. No? Not agility. It's alertness, isn't it? No, it's agility. Is it? Are you, are you sure? Are you sure? I fucking hope so. I wrote agility. Ooh, ooh. I'm looking oh, it up. Shit. I'm Googling it. All right, so yeah. Anyway, so you put a point in. <laughs> you put a point into special. Yeah. Oh god, now I'm freaking out. Um. And um. Yeah, and then you get these pack of cards, and they're sort of like your skills from the past games, where it's like, hey, you get, uh, um, I don't know, twenty. You get a skill. Oh, in lock- you're right, damn it. Yeah, like a, you get a skill in lockpicking, and this specific lockpicking skill does this thing, or um, the stranger ability, like. 20% of the time when you use your vats, a random man will show up and shoot someone for you because that's fucking creepy. He's a yep. stranger though. Um, so they, these actual cards are the ones that have these abilities in there. It's sort of like a fucking collect them all game where you open these cards and they've just got stats on, on them and like you read them out and they've got like, this is a level one of this card um, and level two and three have these type different types of abilities on them. And there are like fucking foil cards and... Um, and whatnot so you start collecting these cards and then you um you basically put the card that you want to in your special stats so it's like all right i want to put a point into strength 
And then so you level up your strength, and then now you can put a card into strength. Um, and I think the maximum is 15 uh, per... 15 per, cards. I think it's 15 cards per um, per perk or per skill. So strength, perception. You put 15 in each one. Um, I think. I'm, I, I didn't get that far into the game, so I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I, I still don't quite understand. So if you put... Um, a point into special or three points into special I think you can put three cards into that category it's just, you put three points into strength and you can put three cards into yeah because there result. are there are like cards are, are based on like their like this is a strength card or this yep. is a luck card so you can um, only put three strength cards into strength I think so yeah I think that's the way it works and you can't if you get like a luck card, but you don't have a spare luck point. You can't use that card. Or... I think when you start opening, um, I think it's giving you those cards like as you go. What? I, like I think when you put a point into them, yeah, it starts giving you like cards from that. I don't know. Oh, I, I okay, can't. So... I can't remember. All right. So Locked you in. let's say you start with five points. You, you put... start a point in each category for the start of the game. Oh. And so you start with a card for each category? No, because you, you pick them up. Yeah, okay. As you go. I don't know yeah. how many cards it gave you. I'd have, I'd have to go watch the fucking video again. But right. every time, at the start of the game, every like second level, you get a new pack of cards that you open up. Okay. Um, and that sort of starts giving you more and more cards that you go. And then you start getting duplicates. And that's how you level up those cards. Um, okay. So if it's like a level one card, you get two of them. You now level up to level two, and it's got more stats in there. The Clash Royale system. Yeah. Um, so that's how sort of like the skill and perk system works. Sure. And um, and then from there we left the vault. Uh, we were greeted by like a a handyman. Now um, was this vault the same vault that you were actually no. in? No. Oh, it's not. Got it. I can talk about that one later. Um, so yeah, we leave the vault, and at this stage, um, our, our our tour guide <laughs> is already outside the vault, whereas the rest of us are inside, still fucking around and collecting all our stuff. Um, cool. So we all started in there, and we left. Uh, we get get out into the world, and yeah, you basically start exploring. You get given a quest, like, "Hey, go find the overseers camp," um, and it shows up on the map, and you start heading off and doing fallouty things you come across um a what's bunch a fallouty thing killing death claws yeah killing death claws and uh and and Giant. talking to people Giant so yeah masks. it was pretty much just exploring the world we we ran off we found like a straight off the bat we found like this cabin which was infested by uh radiation dogs um <laughs> and uh there's like a bunch of notes that are up there that tells you a bit about the lore and whatnot um, you start collecting like weapons and ammo and junk um, and from there we, we've got all this stuff that we've started collecting and then we go to this camp and your camp is sort of like this mobile base that you can build um, right. and uh, you start like there was a big building mechanic in Fallout 4 where you start putting like turrets down or building new houses um, like fortifying everything and that's what sort was of that what- dickhead's name? the dude constantly ask you to go do stuff was it Preston or something yeah Preston's one of the names that's why I didn't go back to the, the base that I built very much because you'll be like New, was it New Haven or something do, <laughs> we need you to get this oh go and get this oh this person needs help I'm like fuck off idiot 
Fuck you. Don't yeah. tell me what to do. I'm the boss here. You're not my mum. You're not my dad. Oh, spoilers. Um, so you start learning how to use this camp system and it's like you can build workbenches and start um, putting like sacri- like building, uh, crafting armor, crafting your weapons or ammo, um, salvaging all your junk and, and just basically building up this new base. So we learned how to do a bit of that sort of stuff. Um, yep. From there, we started... Uh, heading down the road and we met up with a Bethesda developer who had set up his own camp like his own little house that he'd made um, sure. and he was like a trading outpost oh, okay. um, and so he started trading with people and he had a bunch of gear and you can sort of look in their inventory and see what they've got you can request things to trade with them you can put prices on certain items to be like alright I want to you know, sell this ammo for this much uh, and then people can buy that off you um, and so he was like, this guy was actually trading with other people in my group and I was sort of exploring his little house that he made. Um, he had like some work benches inside, like a power armor bench. Um, a vault lady statue was sitting there. He had a vault, uh, a, like a concrete vault boy statue out the front. Uh, and out the back, he had like a crop field of corn. And so I stole all of his corn nice. while he was busy. And then I went and traded with him and I was trying to sell him the corn back. <laughs> but I put it up for like a ridiculous amount of bottle caps. I was like seven hundred bottle caps for corn, <laughs> and um, he wouldn't buy it. Oh, or she wouldn't buy it. I'm not too sure. Right. Um, and then I gave him like a thumbs down as I was leaving. Could um, you not like talk to them? You could, there is voice communication, but we didn't yeah. have right. We, we were talking to each other through headsets. Our team. Um, and I, so I don't know what the button was or whatever, but you can, it is proximity chat. So you can do that. Okay. Which is cool. Uh, from there we went to like a mine and, um, it was like infested with ghouls and, wait, uh, wait, wait. Did you like find out if she caught you stealing her shit? Hmm. Probably could have killed me. Like, I assume she's level 60. I saw her in a video, a bunch of level 60s. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, but could she have killed you if you didn't re like also engage in PVP? She could have just murdered me. Yeah. She could like plink you down. Right. She could like slow chip you, but if she caught you stealing from her, is she still bound by the same? Well, there's no steal. It's not steal. I just took it. Right. It's not like you're, um, yeah, I just looted it. It's like the same sort of mechanic with, um, every other Fallout game or every other RPG. I think like Assassin's but Creed. Steel, right? Was you there? Steal in Sky Skyrim and shit, and you can steal in Fallout. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. If you go right. into own owned places, private residences, you can steal. Like, and it, and it comes up as a steal. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to break her stuff or his stuff. Um, Sorry. I was bashing doors. It wasn't doing any damage though Um, because yeah I'm like level 2 or something (laughs) running around so I don't I don't know Um, but I think that's a cool like concept of being able to fuck with people's stuff or or, like and the consequences to that like what can you actually do and get away with yeah Um, that's what I'm interested in as well as a giant troll speaking of giant troll could you punch your party members yes you could fight them yeah I can talk about that later as well (laughs) yeah the um, so from here we went to a, a mine and um yeah infested by ghouls there was like um 
uh, like a, a cage in there in one of the rooms and we had to find like a locker key or a key to open it up and it was hidden inside a locker uh, we jumped into there and then our our Bethesda uh, tour guide locked us in the locker and told us that we shouldn't trust everybody um, but luckily that there was a there was a door um, like a button to open the door on the inside so oh. she told us how to get out of there um, oh. so we, we left that area um, and as we were working our way through the, this mine we found another chest with a, a treasure map on it like a, a rough drawing of a tree with like a river and a bridge and some sort of building off in the distance um, and uh, like an X on the ground so there's something buried you gotta find yeah. this area it's like the red dead thing right um, yep. so then we left the mine and as we were walking to the next area coincidentally <laughs> we found like an area that kind of looked like where the map was yeah what it's crazy and crazy. um and so we found the treasure and it had a bunch of shit in there uh, that we got uh and oh what's looting like oh so it's um you don't it's not like borderlands where you just steal shit from people everybody's independent so you, you all get your own Damn your own stuff yeah that's what and experience works I think um, similarly where it is shared experience right but I think the I think that you have to either do damage on them oh okay or maybe it's possible that the person that does the last or the most amount of damage gets more XP something okay. like that because I was out leveling everybody else in my team yeah um, okay. And I'm not sure if it's because I was killing more things or because I was tagging more things. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's it's you, there's definitely shared experience because there was points where I was not killing stuff and I was yep. still getting experience. Um, but yeah, it's something you need to play a bit more. Anyway, uh, yeah, and we just kind of started exploring from there. Um, we went off and uh, there's just a giant map and you start getting quests like once you do certain things, you, there are robots out in the world, like the the handyman that is sort of out and about. I came across two of them that were just on a road talking to each other. Um, you find audio logs um, or audio recordings. There are certain areas you walk into and it's sort of like an area event where it's like, you need to kill 20 of these things or eradicate you know stuff from this area or find these things and it'll sort of show up on the map like where you should be looking for this event sort of take place yeah um so yeah there are things that like that that you do get quests and there are things to go and do um and it seems like it is sort of guiding you to specific areas um mainly because later on we started wandering off into a completely different direction it was like, like high level stuff there so we right. weren't clearly supposed to be there but the yeah. areas that we were in were low level um and we were doing quests and and doing bits and pieces um this does seem to be like a sort of a main quest line or something like that at least which you can sort of go along with um but it's that thing of you talked about with um red dead right you you just you're out and exploring the world yeah and there's not markers like hey there's a question or a dude with an exclamation mark here's the quest giver it's like oh shit what's this you find this this note on a on a in a cabin wall and it's got this story on there and then that triggers like something else like a, a, a mission to go into um, yeah. which is I think yeah it's it'll be interesting mechanic. for you to play that after 
like talking about how you didn't like it in something with Assassin's Creed where it's like there's just stuff everywhere like where's yeah. the balance yeah. Um, but yeah that seems to be a cool way it's just it's like a really exploration heavy heavy game um, yeah which is cool alright let's let's pause for a second yeah so you you're killing a bunch of you're killing 20 things doing whatever you're looting mm. getting experience blah 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 What's the ammo situation like? The like is ammo management tough or like is like have you all got the same weapon and you're trying no. to scrounge for a bit of ammo or So sometimes you'll find like there is a shotgun over here and it might just be sitting there, like who wants a shotgun? Um, right. it's not like there's four shotguns sitting here. Yeah. Um but sometimes it will be like there's a chest and you'll open the chest and it's got scrap in it. And then someone else will open it and they can get the stuff out of it as well. Whereas yep. other times it's like there's a specific weapon sitting here who wants yeah. that weapon. Um, so like at stages I was running around with like a rifle, a hunting rifle and a pistol and yep. I run out of ammo and now I'm just using like a melee or something like that or someone else is using a shotgun. Um, so can you, the, you can trade with people, right? So if you, you, you ran out of ammo, someone could give you some pistol ammo or something. Someone on my team, yeah. So I ran out of something. Yeah. Or I ran out of stims or I needed food, which is something I haven't talked about. Because um, mm. there's like a whole food and water management system. Okay. Where you have to eat or drink. Um, sure. So yeah, you can trade with people in your team or trade with people not in your team. Um, it it's hard to say like only playing three hours but yeah. at the start of the game we were definitely running low on ammo it felt like you needed to sort of watch it um and i was getting that impression from uh a bethesda dev who was meleeing quite a lot at the start of the game and right. not using her gun <laughs> whereas yeah. i was just like i'm gonna fucking shoot everything and then 10 minutes later it's like i'm out of ammo yeah <laughs> so right. help yeah. um yeah okay so yeah, it does I, seem like there is that. And that plays into the PvP, which I can talk about later on as well. One second though. Yeah. Uh, when you went into the other Mine. dev's house... Oh, okay, yep, yep. Could you like craft on his benches and shit? Yeah, I think so. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to make your own ammo, I, I assume. Yeah, use your primary way to salvage gear to use yeah. the stuff. Do you need like a workbench for that kind of stuff, or like? Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to work out like what kind of emergency situation. Like you go, you're ninety percent of the way through a fucking mission, and like, or like just a jaunt away mm. from the base. Can you just make some extra ammo to get you through to the end, or? So you'd be able to fast travel out back, probably to your main base. Because right. your your base, as far as I'm aware, it's portable as well. Yeah. Um. So at the start of the game, you might be able to just pop it and be like, "All right, I'm gonna here's my crafting bench. Let's all right. gear up here and whatever." Otherwise, yep. you can fast travel back to somewhere. Yep. Get your gear and then fast travel back to your team. Right. Um, okay. Which you can fast travel to anybody in your squad at any given time. Um, okay. So from from there, we started exploring a bit, went around. Um, at one stage, I'm, another dev just showed up in like power armor and dropped a bunch of gear for us <laughs> and then le- waved cool. and left. Andy? Um, yeah, yeah. I know, right. Thanks, robot man. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
VATS. I'll talk about VATS. Oh, yeah. It, it runs in real time. Um, so in the old games, VATS, you would kind of trigger it and it would slow down time or if you went further back into Fallout 3, pause time, right? Like completely stop time. Uh, yep. Whereas Fallout 4 would slow it down. And in those games, uh, you have an action point bar. Uh, you can target parts of um, enemies on the screen. There's like a hit chance percentage meter that's on the screen and um you can be like i want to fire and you click on certain either limbs or areas of the body you start targeting enemies on the screen and that uses a certain amount of action points and then you press the button to activate it and then they quickly start shooting and um auto targeting things so in fallout 76 it's all real time um so it works on the fly the numbers are constantly changing on the screen like the percentage chance to hit something it's always moving, always changing. Um, I think it's a bit clunky. It's uh, it it's kind of weird to get your head around because you activate it and you're still moving around, but like, because <laughs> so your weapon's not near them or like not even on their like you shouldn't be aiming. The curse is not over. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's still running, right? Um, and so you you start queuing up actions. Or you start pressing the button to shoot, and it starts draining your action point bar. Um, the problem here was that it was really hard to sort of gauge whether or not I was doing damage to some things. Like the damage feedback wasn't very great. Sometimes right. it seemed like it would trigger, and you'd get the hit marker that say, "Hey, you hit something." And other times it was like, uh, "I'm not sure if I did that." Mainly because now I'm back in Vats again, and I'm queuing up my next action. Um, and also because you've got four other people around you, it's still it's also hard to gauge whether you hit them. Because in the other games, you get you you'd hit them and you can see the health bar drain, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. this, it's the same thing, but you've got other people alongside you. Was it them shooting them or was it you that was hitting them? Um, yeah. So, and because it's based on percentage as well, it was like, oh, I don't really know if I'm hitting this person or if it's someone else. Um, sometimes you'd hear the hit noise and other times you wouldn't. Again, this is a preview, a preview yep. build. Maybe it was just a little bit buggy. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure, but it just the damage feedback I was getting from that didn't seem so, good. How are the percentages affected? Did you have any idea on that? Or um, it seemed to be based off things like distance um, and I guess uh, speed of movement, like yeah. how fast you were moving, how fast they were moving. Yeah, things like that, and also um, your abilities as well. Because right. you can have specific cards that are like, hey, you do, um, you know, better with VATS 20% and shit like that. Same as yep. the other games where you could really stack up on, on VATS and use that as the main focus of killing things. Yep. Um, or if they're like behind cover, um, then like all of a sudden VATS would switch off because you can't see them. Um, oh, right. Okay. Like, I think I was pretty worried about using VATS to just sh- spot people and yeah. shoot at them from fucking ages away. Um, yep. this didn't seem to be the case it seemed to be like you needed to be quite close to get a good percentage um, right. at least in the early game yeah. um, or at least and, and being able to target things that were near, like far away from you like it just wouldn't register them yep. um, so that was good I, like again I don't know what it's like at the end of the, like as the game progresses but um, it, it definitely was working at some certain circumstances but it was just hard to gauge whether I was doing damage to things or not um so i'm sure they'll fix or work on that at least um yep. 
so yeah we um we ended up going to the Greenbrier which is where we stayed in West Virginia the resort yep. uh, which is a real life location uh, or it's a real location in the game um, yep. and this is a place I talked about where they set up a, a underground bunker below in case there was a nuclear attack um, they could get all the presidential staff and Congress into this bunker that situated like 1500 people um which i visited last two weeks ago whatever and um so we went to greenbrier the detail and like like i was able to go up towards my room like work my way up towards my elevator and go up the elevator and whatnot um was able to go towards the room where we were sitting, like playing the preview build of this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it was pretty detailed in terms of they got the layout correct. Like it felt like, Oh, I know where I'm going. I can go here. Cause we just spent like three days walking around this hotel. Yeah. Um, it was super easy to navigate. So there's some good, um, comparison shots. I think GameSpot did a video. Yeah. Um, I know Adam Matthews put some stuff up on his article for finder, like the comparisons between, the resort we stayed at and the game like what it looks like um i think i thought they did a pretty good job of doing that which is which is fun um nice so with after we left the greenbrier um a bunch of us had hit level five um and level five is the cap to start enabling pvp um except for adam (laughs) adam was still level four but we had a plan we, yep. we had a plan for this uh and we were we were um you know we were probably in an area that we shouldn't have been um the whole in play the, the whole place is sort of had friendly friendly robots around them like they weren't right. attacking us but the dev was like do not shoot the fucking robots because <laughs> they will turn and they will murder you and i'm not going to help um but every once <laughs> in a while there'd be like this creature that come up and it was like level 15 it's like we're fucked but right. we'd, we'd sort of go together and and be able to take it like as a, as a team. Okay. Like it was taking a lot of bullets, but we'd we'd kill it, um, which yep. is cool. So we we hit our level cap. Um, we looked at the map to see sort of where we could go for our prey. Um, I told Ziggy D earlier on that I was going to fuck with him and ruin his footage and just chase him around the entire day and Good. murder him. Nice. Yep. And so we found Ziggy D on the map, and um, it was him. Uh, I fall from grace. Who's a, a streamer? Um, a Bethesda employee, and who was the fourth one? I can't remember. Hunt, hunts, hunts, or something? Or yeah, I don't I know. I watched remember. the video of this. Can't remember who the the other person was. Anyway, so yeah. they they were actually um they had fast traveled back to Vault seventy six, and um we're heading up to the north and so we fast traveled back to vault 76 which was the starting area and we started chasing them and they didn't realize that we were coming for them which is kind of cool because at all times during the game you can see everybody else that's in the game um they're a yellow marker on the map and um yeah you can basically go after them if you want to and so we get to where they are and they're at this like um basically this giant like carnival or this this abandoned car carnival that's sort of still up right there's like a big ferris wheel and there's a lot of rides around the place and they're um i don't know what they're doing there but they must be just like hey let's go check out this area and meanwhile we roll up and um start shooting them and the way pvp works is when you shoot somebody 
they uh, start taking chip damage, which is very minimal um, d- damage that you're doing to them. Yep. They get a notification that like they've been attacked. And it shows up on the screen. Um, the other person that you've attacked needs to engage and needs to shoot back at you. Once that happens, you then enable uh, PvP for both players and you start doing full damage to each other. Yep. And... Um, yeah, it's an it's an interesting way to do it. Uh, so we started basically this like mini brawl in in this this carnival area, uh, while Adam Matthews is running interference <laughs> between everybody because he was still below level cap, so nobody could damage him and nobody could and and he couldn't damage them. So people didn't realize this at this stage, and so yep. they were just wasting ammo on him and shooting him, and nothing was happening. I thought it was hilarious. It um, was it was hilarious, but it was. <laughs> a dog shit act Uh, he's got a video up on his youtube channel and it's pretty funny but uh yeah it's it's some heinous heinous shit i can't believe the bethesda employee allowed you guys to do that it's pretty amazing (laughs) yeah so we roll up and um i start like fucking murdering people but and they're dropping as well but i don't realize that there's a down state and so it's showing up on my screen that we're killing people but what happens is you down them and then you need to shoot them again to kill them. But I didn't realize this at this stage. Like, I just thought I was killing everybody. Um, yep. And so there was also a another Bethesda de- developer that showed up amongst all of this. Or, or maybe they were already there and um, that's who this squad was going to. But right. they start reviving people. Um, but like, I'm, I'm not really sure what's happening. So I'm just still murdering everybody. I'm just like, fucking Ziggy D's dead and... Uh, the Bethesda plays dead. dead. Yeah. Grace is dead. Um, and this goes on for, I don't know, like 10, 10 minutes and whatnot. And um, I guess this is my main issue with the PvP, right? Is that it feels more like a contained deathmatch or like a area. Um, yep. Because what happens is you kill somebody and then they respawn pretty close to where the action or they died. Um, yeah. On top of that, if for whatever reason they don't respawn in an area where they're nearby, they can just fast travel back to their teammate um, yeah. immediately get back in the action. So it ends up what what ends up so happening like is Sea of Thieves problem, right? Yeah, but probably worse, um, worse. because it's yeah, so I much closer. It's so much closer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and and also, yeah, like the the, the thing is that. It, it starts turning into this thing of like, all right, I've killed somebody, they're back, and then you start engaging with them again. It resets that PvP, like you've got to engage, and then they've got to engage back with you, um, and that oh, fight really? starts again. So, and it's like, oh, you get, you start getting bottle cap rewards for killing people, um, and that, or, or if you die, you lose bottle caps, and it's like they lost four bottle caps, and and the yep. other person gets it. Um, and so what happens is it's just this constant like fighting and there's like not you don't feel like anybody's winning in the fight because there's just people everywhere dying respawning dying respawning and then you get to a point where it's like fuck i've got no ammo left or i've got no health left like stim packs yep. and so it now becomes a a game of who's got the most ammo or who's got the most health to withstand all of this and we got to a point where we all ran out of ammo <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, I guess we're leaving then. And then sort of just everybody dispersed. Um, 
And I get like, you know, obviously I wasn't there, but watching the video, uh, I got the feeling that like you would almost be better off just dying. Like, how much does a stim pack cost? I'm not if sure. It's less, if it's less than the amount of bottle caps you lose, then it's a ne- it's a negative to your economy to use hmm. a stim pack. Yeah, you're better off not using it and using it in PVE situations, just dying and fast traveling back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's sort of how it felt, and yeah, I just I couldn't see like outside of for funsies for for griefing purposes, I couldn't see any purpose to the PvP. Yeah, so I was using the stim packs just to be fucking with them, to be like, I'm not, you're not killing me. Yeah, like I'm going to murder you guys over and over again. Yeah, and, and you're not going to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I did die. I think once or twice from, um, I think I got grenaded by somebody. I'm not sure who threw it. And, Might, um, there were two level 60 devs yeah and then and yeah i'm not sure maybe one of them they um, were firing in in the in grizz's video they were shooting at people so yeah so yeah like i don't know man i feel like and obviously this is not the final game um yeah. it's a preview build but what i would like to see happen which is what they did with sea of thieves they moved the spawn like if you died you're out of there see you later like yep. you can't come back or you can come back it'll take your time now the and I, I think you the way you fix this is um all right you, you move them off into an, another area of the map somewhere else they respawn far away uh and you can't spawn back to your team if they're in an engagement or they're being shot at you can't fast travel to them yeah um i think that's how that should change because that would actually create a reason to do pvp as well if you wanted to force someone out of an area yeah then you could engage in pvp and then they wouldn't be able to like be a part of that like that area so if it was some sort of one of these timed events where you got to kill 20 things or whatever you could like and you rolled up on it and people were killing the 20 things you wanted to kill then you could fucking you could kill them to bust them out and make things a bit easier for you yeah because there, yeah, th- there are there are there um, are events like that where, right, like hey, here is a junkyard, which is one that we did. You capture it, and then it starts like a horde mode, um, right? Where you start building defenses or building platforms, and then after two minutes, horde starts coming at you. But yeah. if you want, you can go and fuck with them, like another team, like another team's capturing this area. Like all right, let's go get them, or let's go get the reward or whatever. Um, but at the same time, it feels like you can't do that because you'd just be constantly spawning over and over yeah, again. Yeah. So I'd like to see that be changed. Um, I don't know if they'll change it though because it sounds like the developers, they they kind of want to steer clear of maybe the PvP stuff as like people just going around killing each other. Um, it seems like they want it more like a dueling system which is how it felt when we were playing. Like, hey, I'm going to duel you in Borderlands. Like, you go up and you melee somebody, and then they melee you back, and it's like, all right, let's have a duel. That's kind of how it felt like in this, um, as opposed to, like, two teams running into each other, and let's have a fight. Um, Yeah. Because, yeah, the respawn was so short, and it just wasn't really worth it. Um, In my opinion. I feel like like they're setting themselves up for it works in borderlands because everyone's uh, like theoretically on the same team at all times yeah right but this is the, you're not on the same team here and so i feel like they're setting themselves up to like be in a situation where people get really upset hmm. like if if you think about like 
putting in all the hard work to do a, a horde mission or whatever, and then someone comes in and fucks up all your shit, that's going to be f- far more, like, annoying. Yeah. If, if all that happens is you did all of the work, got killed, respawned just close enough to watch them finish the mission. Hmm. Right? If you... But if, like, if the situation was instead that you like you do all the work you do you're not 80 percent of the mission and then people come in and fuck your shit up uh and you know that you won't be able to finish this mission so you fight to the fucking death yeah right that's that's a bit different yeah uh i think yeah like i feel like by coddling people and protecting them from pvp they're setting up griefing to be that much more impactful Hmm. you know because that like griefing like when there are in-game measures to prevent griefing getting around those measures makes the griefing like that much worse for people yeah i say this as a fucking professional griefer (laughs) yeah Uh, and that's the thing right um so we didn't talk about the other part of pvp which is becoming a murderer the right. um that's the way that system works is if i engage with a person and they do not want to play pvp i keep doing chip damage to them uh, eventually i'll end up killing them um and i don't know how much damage you do in the late game but early game it was very minimal um i, I think that later on it as you get like higher level you're going to do a significant amount like a more damage like it's not going to take what? 50 shots to kill someone yeah, so what are we talking? It took you 50 shots? I didn't murder anybody. Like, you can go watch my video, and I'm shooting Grace, um, yep. who has a who has an axe. I yep. put a lot of bullets into her and do not much. Yeah. Um, but there were murderers running around who were developers. Right. Um, so I just don't know how much damage you do later on. Uh, th- so the way that works is, if you don't engage and you kill somebody, you become a murderer, everybody on the map disappears. You can't see them anymore. Um, right. you you get marked as like a red icon on the map everybody can see you and then you get a bounty on your head um, if anybody comes and kills you then they take the bounty and the bottle caps comes out of your pocket um, that's a cool idea I like that it's fucking awesome sounds so sick yeah. the problem with it is that if you are a murderer you don't get anything you literally get junk from people um, and junk is used to craft stuff um, yeah. so if you want to be a murderer it's extremely disincentivizes you to do that. Um, and I, I, I was pretty excited for this game, like the PVP stuff, because the stuff you can do in it sounded awesome until they made that announcement at QuakeCon and started talking about some of these systems. That's when I got like, uh, this does not sound like the game that I want to play. Like, Oh, it doesn't sound like the game that I thought it was going to be. Um, and it's not, it's, um, and I asked, I talked to the developers about this, like, to me, being a murderer sounds fun, but at the same time, you are giving them zero rewards and there's no incentive or reason, like, what is the appeal to be a murderer? Yeah. And they flat out said, like, they didn't really answer my question um, to yeah. start with, but they said, well, what's the appeal of being on the, under, the other end of that? Like, of being the one griefed all the time. It's like, yeah, but... There's got to be some How do they know? There is a fucking reason, though. There is a reason to be on the the receiving end of that. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, the, the fucking tension 
the, the tension that it creates in the game, this idea that someone might decide to mm. roll up and murder you, like to just sit there and chip away at you and you have to make the decision as to whether or not you engage back or not. Like you have to, if they're a couple of levels higher than you, you got to fucking roll a dice and like make that decision or yep. just sit there and let them chip. Like that is a fucking, that's absolutely a meaningful fucking decision for a player to have. That's called fucking player agency. Like the idea that murderers like are purely griefing is like, I think divorced from the reality of what PVP does in social games because mm. PVP is there to create a interaction between players that is deliberately hostile and so by removing incentives to be like if you look at DayZ right they tried to manage incentives for being uh, a murderer for being a bandit right but they quickly realized that what they didn't want to do was outright punish players for being bandit they wanted to make it so that you would attempt to find uh like solutions where you could uh hostilely interact with other players they wanted to create situations where you would be incentivized to hostilely interact with other players but they wanted to disincentivize you from just randomly murdering people uh and so instead of you know at the very start of the ba uh, of the mod hmm. you got like a, a bandit mask and you were automatically marked as a bandit wherever you went and that meant that you were uh you were like a kill on sight victim you were like someone that people would feel justified in killing on sight and when someone did kill you on site, it wasn't counted as a murder. It was just counted as a kill. And they had all these like systems in place to do all that kind of stuff. And they eventually got rid of it because what they found was, A, people would grief. They would specifically uh, engage in combat. Like they would shoot at you and deliberately miss. And as long as they didn't actually hit you at all, if you fired back and killed them, then you would be counted as a bandit. Yeah. Uh, so people would grief the system and people will grief any system that there is. Uh, and they found that that was not an engaging uh, way for people. Like people were feeling punished for being griefed, which is a lot worse than, you know, what's the what's the outcome for a person being griefed? Well, punishing them is far worse. But further than that, uh, like people who were in it to grief didn't feel disincentivized they still got to loot the bodies and stuff like that what they wound up doing instead was they damaged the gear on the player that was killed and that wound up doing what they wanted to do in the first place which was make people decide on the spot whether or not they're going to kill someone or um, like if they did want to kill someone if they were you know just in it to to kill then they were either going to have no ammo or they're going to have to like really pick their shots carefully mm. so yeah this idea that being griefed is a choice that you like is a ch choice that you make that is absent of any like actual incentive that's that's insane to me because yeah like there's so much there's so much that kill on site bandits adds to a game like like this yeah that, yeah like removing any incentive at all is just I think it's wrong. Hmm.
it's a mistake. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't. I without having done much of that or any of that at all, I just don't get the appeal or the reasoning. Like, there's no reason because you're losing out on killing people as yeah. uh, other than just be to grieve them. Um, yeah. I feel like there should be something there at least, or some sort of reward. Yeah, which is strange. I mean, maybe they'll change it. Maybe the feedback will will change. There's, there's plenty of time left. Um, so yeah, that was sort of like the PvP stuff. So, like, it's not a huge part of the game at the moment. It's very minute. Like, it's the the main part seems to be the Fallout stuff, which is yeah. what the people want, and the the PvP stuff seems to be like an added extra bit that's in there. But it could. Yeah. I feel like it could be something that's awesome if they yeah. tinker around with it a bit more. Um, yeah. So yeah, that stuff's cool. Um, what else was there, man? Like, uh, the nuke, we saw a nuke go off. Yeah, um, that was cool. So this is like a, a world thing where you're going out and you're collecting codes, nuclear codes. Yeah. And I think they're dropping from like high level enemies in certain areas. Um, and eventually you get a certain amount of them or you can put them together with your team. So say you've got three codes and, and I've got two or something like that. We can combine them to to go and launch one of these nukes. And there is a bunch of facilities spread out throughout the map where you go and and can launch these nukes. And you can select on the map um, where you want it to drop. And I only know this because I've seen the video that they released at QuakeCon um, of sort of how this system works. But anyway, so they kind of gathered us back at uh, Vault 76 um, and it had like a two-minute countdown saying that the a bomb was being dropped and it shows you on the map where it's being dropped. It's like, get the fuck out of this area. And, uh, eventually the bomb drops. It just basically fills up the entire screen of like a mushroom cloud, uh, with like leaves rushing at you. And, um, a giant blast sort of hits the area and, um, it fills the area with radiation. As far as I'm aware, you need like suits to go in there, maybe power on or something like that. And that leaves high level resources in that location. Uh, and also high-level enemies that are guarding it. Um, okay. Uh, so it, it's apparently supposed to be very good. I don't know, because that's sort of where our demo ended. Um, right. But they were just kind of teasing that whole thing. It looks cool. It's an interesting mechanic that I'm definitely keen to check out a bit more. Why, like, if you can drop a nuke on someone's base... Yeah. How is that not griefing? Yeah. Right? Like, how are they not being griefed if they've just been fucking nuked? It seems like a much bigger grief than... <laughs> than killing somebody. <laughs> yeah. Killing someone once. Like, destroying all the shit they made seems like a pretty hefty right. fucking grief effort. And that's the other thing we don't know, is, like, how will combat logging work in terms of that? Like, what if someone does drop something on my base? Can I just leave? Yeah. Or is there a... If, if if I drop a nuke, is there like, you can't move your base now. You've got two minutes, you need to stay here. Or something like that. Like, what is the, what's there to stop people? I didn't get a chance to ask any developers any questions other than that one question. So right. I don't know how any of this stuff works. And I guess we'll find out during the beta. Um, but, yeah. Um, so going back to the thing about the, did I go in any nuclear facilities before? Um, no, but I think there is one at the Greenbrier. Uh, it would make sense um, yeah. because they took us there um, and it's known that there's a fallout shelter under the Greenbrier. So sure. it would be my guess that there is actually a nuclear facility under that location. So, yeah. Cool. Um, 
but otherwise like i had i had fun playing it like tell me about the food and water yeah so the way that works is you need to eat um items or drink items in the world there were at certain occasions we'd go into a town and there'll be a water pump that you can drink water from is it radiated i don't think so i don't think the one we had was radiated um traditionally in fallout all the water is radiated yeah Mm. i know that there was water i went swimming in and that was definitely radiated right (laughs) but i think the water pumps were not okay um and that basically puts your food and um drink back up to full after you eat and drink certain things um if it drops below a certain threshold then that starts affecting some of your stats okay um there's radiation in the game you can become diseased or start mutating um some of those mutations can have negative effects um some of them can have positive effects you can cure some of this stuff if you want to um which is cool I think I, I think I heard somebody talking about they had some sort of mutation that made them jump really high. Um, cool. Or I, I'm not sure if that was a mutation or a perk. Um, uh, Rob Whitaker, who was on the trip with us, <laughs> I got some cool stories about that. He just wanted to punch cunts. That's what he was saying all weekend. He just wanted to punch people. That's what he does for a living. He just wanted to punch people and fall out. And he, he did that. Um there's a good article up by Matt from Pedestrian talking about his experience with Rob uh, yeah. playing Fallout because they were on the same team. Unfortunately, right. they were supposed to be on our server, but somebody, one of their ringings on their team uh, picked the wrong server and uh, they didn't realize until an hour or 40 minutes into the demo that they had jumped into the wrong server. Good one, too, Ken. Um, so they all had to leave and then join the person that picked the wrong server. So um, right. anyway, because my idea was let's go beat the shit out of Rob. Um, sure. And it's a good thing that I didn't because he was fucking destroying people. Oh, yeah. He was he put all his perks or all his stats into strength. He right. found he, he had some cards that like boosted his melee up as well or his melee weapons. And he was just running around with an axe, just <laughs> destroying people. Awesome. To give you an idea... I finished the demo, I think, at level six. Yeah. He finished at level nine. Um, <laughs> and he would just go in and, like... Murdering shit. He would just, like, run in and PvP, and people would be shooting at him, and he would not get any damage, and he'd, like, two-shot them with an axe. Because he just God. he just stacked his points up so hard in this one thing. We were out That's at awesome. dinner um, later on the, the next night or that night. I can't remember. And we were on a table with Europeans and this European guy was talking about how someone rocked up with an axe and just murdered a bunch of them. And it was it was Rob. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, it's cool to hear like interesting stories of being able to be like, you can just play the game as melee if you want and just roll up and fuck people up. Um, yep. Or people that don't know how to play the game. So yeah. yeah it's true. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. Um... um food uh what a uh oh yeah how often do you have to eat and drink uh not a lot i think we did it twice during our play session um which was not a lot so can you get fat no (laughs) no you can't get fat you can red dead yeah not as um okay uh that that that's are there any vehicles or anything there are vehicles around. Um, 
As far as I'm aware, you can't drive them. out shells of cars. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can shoot them. Explode them. They explode, right, yeah. Uh, we died to a vehicle explosion at the Greenbrier um, while we are shooting a giant monster. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that worked. Um, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not sure what else to say. Like, it's, it's... What about when you're shooting a giant monster? Hmm. Uh, if you like run away, how how fast does it reset? Does it reset? Does, does it reset? Um, I'm not sure because we so we went to a part of the map which was um, towards the bottom right. Um, you know, it's a bad area because it was red, like a red oh, area. And um, we were in this spot because Adam went for wonderbouts and he was like, "There's a fucking giant scorched beast here." And the developer hadn't seen one of them yet in the play session. Okay. So we Good. fast traveled to Adam. And um, yeah, there was a giant Scotch beast in the air. It was a level 50. It had a fucking skull on it. So I'm guessing it was pretty high level. And sure. then three more rocked up. Um, <laughs> and then some sort of T-Rex looking motherfucker strolled in. And then they started fighting each other. Awesome. Awesome. Did you record this? I think Adam's got it. Awesome. on his playthrough at least he was because he, well, I couldn't see it on my screen um, and yeah. I got up not only did I get up but the Bethesda developer got off her chair three other developers came over and were like watching this battle go on <laughs> on, on Adam's awesome. screen because um, it was seems to be quite rare whatever was going on so yeah the, the enemies within the world were like fighting each other and interacting Sweet. which is cool um, could you loot whichever one lost well, we would we got fucked by this thing. It was destroying us because we were level like six, uh, and it was fifty yeah. something, and there was three of them, yeah. and there were also robots around that were destroying us. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and we couldn't Fair stick enough. around too long because that's when we went and watched the nuke blow up. Ah, uh, bummer. But yeah, um, so I'm not sure about like if there's a reset on specific things chasing you, or if it's like yeah. this is the area that they float around in. Can I fucking kite it back to? somewhere else to some some other team um yeah that'd be funny um play around with. what else what else what else what else uh so it sort of to me hmm. sounds like the forest 76 right is that fair like i guess more level focused but like Ultimately, you're working together. Ultimately, you're just trying to survive. Well, you don't have to. You can play the game solo if you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah, or you can play the forest solo. Yeah, right. Um, I, 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 is that the closest? What, what would be the closest comparison? Maybe uh, because the thing about it is that it's that thing of like exploring, right? Like going yeah. around and whatnot. The forest didn't have quests really. It was just exploring and just finding all this weird shit that was going on. Um, yep. And it sort of took you from one area to another, whereas this is like sort of have quests, like not re- like not like constructed, not like structured quest systems, but it did like you were sort of being pointed in the, the directions, direction. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, whereas this is like you've got sixteen quests, right? Chuck, <laughs> do them, um, and yeah. you can. Uh, the thing I like and something I don't like about um, like Assassin's Creed is being able to see the quests that you want to see it's not just one i fucking yeah, hate systems that do that where you're like i'm in oh an area God. just show me the quests in this area 
Anyway, Fallout does that. You can be like, I'm in an area, I want to be able to see these six quests and I'm going to disappear all the others. That's cool. Um, and then you can look at your map and see like, all right, where are the where should I be looking for this stuff? What like what's good? Um, so, what's the end game look like? I don't. Did anyone I didn't, talk about that or? I didn't play it. I don't know. Yeah, but like they didn't. didn't they do a big fucking presentation and shit. Like, no. what, what are you working we, towards? We Why did. are you playing this fucking? So game? the nuke stuff is like end game content. Um, what? I don't what know what it? happens at the end. Like, I, is there's fucking raids or something yeah, like that? Right. I, I don't know. Fair enough. I mean, maybe they're Weird. keeping that surprise. Maybe there is nothing. Maybe it's super shallow. I have no idea. Um, yeah. But the stuff... That, I guess, right, there was nothing There was nothing at the end of Sea of Thieves, yeah? Right? And I mean, that's, I, that's, I guess, my biggest worry about Fallout 76 is that you'll just you'll get to the point where, you, you know, you get to the end game, you feel like you've... I mean, short of the... them excessively lengthening the time it takes to level up yeah which is what they did in sea of thieves well there's no leveling um, sea of thieves yeah, but you leveled up the quest givers oh yeah you're right yeah. yeah yeah and that was excessively lengthened so that they could like maybe get to a point where they were able to fucking implement some sort of end game by the time you got there hmm. like short of them doing that there has to be some sort of something at the end right like there has to be something that you're working towards. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> They're just being very secretive about it. If there okay. is, fair enough. So I don't know. Already, yeah. I, I like. I don't know. It's it's, it's a hard Alrighty. one. It's. I I feel like people that like Fallout are gonna like it. Certain aspects sure. of it. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is it? I, I like Fallout. Yeah. Everybody. It's weird, right? Because. You and I were, and our, like our crew that plays games, were super pumped for this, mainly because yeah. of the PvP idea of just fucking yeah. with people, because that's what we enjoy doing. Um, but you go to QuakeCon and listening to the audience reactions to the things that the developers are doing to stop that stuff, they were yeah. so excited, and because they don't, it seems like they don't want that. They want Fallout. And they're not like we don't we don't want the multiplayer PvP stuff to be a big focus. We want it sort of like a side thing. So I'm curious to see when this game comes out, sort of how they react to it, because um, it, like there's a lot of Fallout stuff there. It's just that um, the stuff that I want out of it personally is it doesn't seem to be there at the moment. Yeah. Sorry, the PvP stuff at least. The rest of it seems it's Fallout. It's like it's it's got the same shit. So yeah. Um, fair enough yeah and, and we'll see how the story sort of pans out right it's it's going to be hard oh I think it'll be hard for them because there's no human players to interact with it's all robots yeah um, I think that's going to be interesting to see how that one re- like people react to that part of it but yeah man there seems like there's a lot of stuff to do in that game so um, I think if like I think if we can find the same sort of fun that we found in the forest yeah then we'll probably have fun with it. But sure. it's, yeah, it's definitely not what I was expecting. Because I was expecting fucking, you know, the, the same way Blackout is PUBG by a developer that knows what the fuck it's doing. I was sort of expecting DayZ by a developer that knew what the fuck it was doing. Right. Right. Maybe, like, and, and I knew that there was going to have to be concessions, right? There's going to have to be uh, you sacrifices along the way to 
at the altars of accessibility and uh you know mainstream gaming but like yeah i sort of expected that they would go down that route but hmm. i don't think that i think you know the forest by a developer that knows what the fuck it's doing it would be still pretty awesome sure and that's what it sounds like yeah like if i just abandon the idea of ever doing any pvp uh then yeah i'd still i still think there's appeal right it's just a different appeal mm. than what i had sort of set it up for yeah it's the exploration yeah. like the going out yeah. and seeing like there was a part where we came across 50 bird cages or like tiny not bird cages like bird houses um still weird yeah and just like on a tree and it's like what the fuck is going on here and i'm sure there's a story behind that but we were it was just something we walked past um when we found like a lighthouse that we went up and sort of i went to the top and looked out uh, out and around and there's like what's all that smoke over there coming from like there's shit like that but i think that's yeah. going to be cool stuff going out and exploring and seeing what's going on i do sort of wonder yeah like if there isn't some sort of end goal to get to i mean you look at the stuff that you know an achievement in a game of the far in a session of the forest right was finding an axe or completing a wall mm. like i think our our goal setting in the forest was part of what made it fantastic yeah right and yeah without any end game to speak of i do wonder if goal setting is going to wind up being a critical failure with fallout 76 but it, obviously it, it might it not will, we will have to wait and see what, what they actually put together right it might i mean we could be thinking too much like the forest did not have much of an end game <laughs> like the story kind of ended and we were yeah. like that was pretty fuck crazy and then we sort yeah. of stopped playing it i don't yeah. like does the does fallout need to have end game uh, if we get to, 60 it, hours it, it out it needs of it. to have an ending it needs to have an ending sure. doesn't it sure uh but yeah if, if if we get 60 hours out of it like we did with the forest <laughs> and uh yeah it ends there I, i'd still be fucking happy with it mm. um yeah i just i think i heard somewhere that they wanted this to be like a fucking a big thing like a 10-year game or something oh yeah yeah they're, they're talking about like running this for like a thing but at the same time there's nothing to say and then they're going to be doing mods right so there's nothing to say somebody doesn't come out with a server a dedicated yeah. server that's like here's our pvp mode and then that's the fucking pvp mode that we end up playing like it's right. maybe it's the same game but the pvp's changed it's Always called on. it's called hardcore mode or some shit like that nothing yeah. to say they don't do that um with with dedicated servers and mods so yeah it's, i mean there's potential there there's definitely potential um yeah i'm, I'm definitely keen to play more and see what you I'm guys think because yeah at the I'm same time it's hard to <laughs> play three hours of an 80 hour rpg and be like yeah, yeah. it's pretty good <laughs> like i've i don't know i've, yeah. I've seen a, a super small snippet of it yeah sure um i'm surprised they didn't give you like level 60 characters and let you see what it's like to be gods in that world or whatever yeah i don't know yeah um all right cool right that was a lot that was a lot oh, we fuck. cracking on three hours <laughs> Good effort. should we do some news let's do some news what we, we haven't got? got much 
Yeah. Call of Duty is going on sale early at retailers. Hang on. Sneeze. <clears throat> I Sorry. wasn't even watching uh, any of that was coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, Call of Duty is going on sale early at retailers. Um, two hours so from now. Is it two hours? Two and a half now? hours. Yeah, two and a half hours. So six o'clock is, it will be on sale. You'll be able to pick it up. Um, and you'll be able to play it from midnight. And yeah. No, not from uh, midnight. Not it's if on, it's on console. You're uh, on console, midnight. yes. Yeah. I'm talking uh, about PC. If you're on PC, PC you. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Uh, if you're playing on PC, what is it, three o'clock? I think it's, yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be able to play from t- tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping I get a code, but I haven't heard anything yet. So I uh, might have to buy a copy and then install it, although I'm, I'm already installed. And uh, yeah, check it out from there. Um, I, I like this in particular because uh, of the question from last week. Was it last week or the week before? Oh, yeah, it was two weeks ago. Johnny Bravo asked uh, why companies aren't handing out games early. Uh, for multiplayer games. people to preload. Yeah, multiplayer like focused games. And the most immediate example he gave was Black Ops 4. <laughs> and they're doing it. He's a fucking wizard. No, he's a witch. And we're going to burn him at the stake. Um... Sorry, JB. The time has come. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get burned at the stake. You fucking weirdo. Um, it was a yeah. weird move, right? Because this came out, and then yeah. it was sort of like, "What is going on here?" It's it's super strange. And then some of the other regions started doing the same thing. Like they're gonna be doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as it turns out, it's because of the um, sounds like the 50 gigabyte download. There's he- a 50 gig day one patch and it's a 60 gig preload uh so hopefully this day one patch is uh allowing them to do incremental fucking updates because jesus christ if every single fucking patch is going to be 60 goddamn gigabytes that's going to be fucking that's going to be rough on a lot of australians it's not going to be rough on me because i've got unlimited but i believe it'll be rough on you luke won't it you still got fucking some crazy data limit yeah yeah uh yeah that's gonna be rough it's gonna be a tough one yeah uh, so yeah hopefully they will yeah this is the only 50 gig patch that they need to do but it is a 50 gig day one patch for call of duty if you're getting into it tomorrow which is crazy mm. crazy yeah yeah i know it's a cool idea like for a multiplayer game that they're just like hey we're just Absolutely. gonna sell it yeah, it's a, it. yeah. um then what else have we got next gen hardware is in production at sony um uh, not a lot to this just confirmed that they're working on next gen hardware obvious like you know my gut says it'll be called a playstation 5 you'd think so right but uh who could tell uh yeah they have to be basically uh you know the pro is a good incremental update Mm. uh but yeah at this at this stage you know with the way that technology is going they're obviously gonna have to keep increasing um you know they want 4k as the default for their their platform sure and yeah that's about it yeah well we're on five years now for this life cycle we're probably aiming towards what was it last eight eight yeah probably eight nine i mean 
would it surprise you if we heard about something next E3? Next year would be six. Oh, maybe not. Maybe we're still two years away. I reckon two years away. But... Yeah. I mean, there's talk about, um, like, Microsoft came out at this E3 and said, yeah. by the way, we're working on a new console. Yeah. Um, they may come out sooner. True. Mainly because they're behind this generation. Yeah. Um, and it would be a, a good jump start. Yeah, it could be a good start. jump start for them. Yep. So... I guess we see, right? See what happens. Yeah. Uh, and we've got Borderlands 2 is getting the VR treatment. It's coming out on PSVR first, which is a, a little annoying, I find, personally. Um, but, like, I would prefer it hit, you know, traditional. But that's because that's what I got. I guess if I had a PlayStation VR and I didn't have a Vive, then I'd prefer it came out on PlayStation first. Right. Um, looks like they're going all out to... to tweak it so that it works on vr properly they're you know working hard to make sure that the control system is good and um because it's single player only now there's no co-op in it which i feel is a bit of a i don't know it's not like there aren't multiplayer fucking vr games so i don't really understand why but whatever uh they're tweaking all the perks so that they're better for the vr system and they don't like you know perks that were co-op targeted are no longer yeah co-op targeted there i think they're tweaking them so they're now vr targeted instead mm. um but yeah it seems like they're putting a lot of effort in to make it work properly on vr which i think is cool uh but yeah i'm obviously just gonna have to wait until it hits vive um i'll check it out i love borderlands I love Borderlands 2. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the it goes. Pre-sequel? So. Yeah, not really. <laughs> it's I wasn't fine. a fan. It was fine. It's fine. Um, I give it a seven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Cool. Cool. Is that the news? That is the news. Any questions? No questions. No, that's all right. Unless we got an email, let's have a quick squiz at the email. I don't think we did. I will have a quick squiz at the email, Luke. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we didn't. That's what I said. We did not. That's fine, because uh, we can wrap this up then. We can. Three Let's hours. Right on three hours. Nailed it. Bingo, bango. Kill it. Uh, the Gap, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, um, under The Gap, the GA Podcast, one of those. We're definitely on there. Uh, if you want to send us emails, you can do that, the GA Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash the GA podcast. We also have a YouTube channel now. YouTube.com slash user slash the GA podcast. Something like that. Surely not. No, it's just YouTube.com slash the GA podcast. Oh, is that what it is? Surely. Let's have a look. YouTube.com slash the... Yep. Nope, that's not it. The GA podcast. Straight up. All right. Works... Perfect. There you go. That's that's what I thought it was. Um, you should you should make like you should chuck up a fucking highlighted video as our primary video, whoop. and you should stop liking other videos as the GA podcast. You huge dork. I don't like other videos, do I? Game of Zones season one episode one. Game of Zones. Right. Yep. What's that? What's that? Game of Thrones NBA parody. That was definitely you. It was not me. I've got I, my own fucking news. I don't watch account. it. What? I don't watch Game of Zones. 
It's from four years ago. Okay, so... maybe I did. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, well, Game of Thrones, what are you talking about? Look, stop making excuses. Yeah. Um, so go there. Yeah. Go go check it out. We're on video now. Or at least for this this one. We'll see what happens. Maybe it's like yep. a 60 gig file. And I'll be like, oh, I don't know about that. Should have done it in 4K. Crazy. Um, yep. Yeah, and uh, subscribe. Smack that thumbs up. You can say it, Job. You love it. Smack that like. <laughs> Smack that like. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, baby. Yeah. Job, you got to eat. Anyway. I got to eat, baby. <laughs> and, I, and we get $1 per thousand views on YouTube. Actually, we don't get any money. No, so. we don't get anything. We're just starting. You watch out. Uh, we don't go to those, we only go to those events. We've flown around and shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I can go to the Fallout 76 thing as well. 77. 77. Mm-hmm. Genius. Um, Good thinking. Yep. So youtube.com slash GA podcast. You can go to our uh, Discord page if you want. The gapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, we got yep. a bunch of channels up there playing games. We're going to be playing Blackout this weekend. A we lot. Are definitely yes. So if you're listening to this, you want to play some Blackout. Um, we'll have. I'm sure we'll have multiple squads. It sounds like we're going to have a. We had multiple squads running last, like during the beta. So, um, yeah, jump on. Sweet, It'll be fun. And Points. and uh, what else we got here? Uh, you can go to our web- website, thegapodcast.com. It's got all the links to the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. Um, that's all thanks to our Patreons members. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Thank you to everyone that does that every month. It uh, helps us pay the bills. You are the best. Yep. And I think that is all the spruiking that I need to do. Um, Solid. You got anything you want to pimp out? Any work? Uh, no. No. What, haven't you been busy? You're working on something? Is that not going to be ready? Yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't go up. So Right. You can't, can't check it out. Yeah, that's the worst thing. All this, all this hardcore work, and you can't even. Nobody can even look at it. No. Uh, have a look at the WWE came to my house by the last gamer on YouTube. I thought that was a really cool video shared right on our Discord. Um, yeah, check that out. Uh, if I'm gonna pimp anything, I had a quick browse through that. I don't know who um, that person is. Are they in Melbourne? They're some YouTuber. Like? Yeah, obviously in Melbourne. That house is fucking bananas. That is. Like it's like a fucking museum of video games. It's fucking sick. Yeah, they got. Um, he's just started a video show. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. He's competition, Job. Competition. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, my house is way better, and the WWE should come here next time. They can look at the Jesus picture, <laughs> and uh, yeah, other things as well. Um, yeah. Cool. Your batarang. My batarang. Yep. Uh, what else is back there? Uh, looks oh, like yeah. the NBA 2K boombox. Box. It's fucking sick. Yeah. That's all I got. Actually, that's a Mafia 3. Uh, what do they call it? Knapsack, I guess. Yep. It's huge. Anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Let's wrap this up. Cool. Uh, for me, press start. Go to Google. Type that in. Press start Australia. I wrote about Go Fallout. to the Google. Um... There might be some interviews going up or an interview. Um, I sent them 30 minutes of video as well for Fallout 76. Otherwise, you can go to my YouTube page and I put a picture of a uh, video of me being a bit shit at uh, Fallout, which is something I didn't talk about. But anyway, you can go, oh. you can go watch it. 
Well then. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. What's happening next week? Blackout. I guess we'll talk about blackout. blackout. It's yeah. all blackout all day. It's all blackout all uh, day. We'll have to try and drag ourselves away from blackout to try and play some of the rest of Black Ops 4, I suppose, but it'll be mostly blackout. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what the other modes are in that game, so... The zombies? Yep. Multiplayer? Like, generic multiplayer? Right. I don't care about it. But I don't care about it. All right. Cool. That's, That's it. it. Thanks, everyone, listening or watching. Yeah. Thank you. Give some feedback, I guess. Let us know. What do you think? Of it do you want something else? I mean, we can start putting fancy videos and shit on while we're talking. I don't know. If we went up, that sounds like That's too much. Way, that, way too much hassle. What, what if we blue, uh, blue screen Job's house and then we put yep. a volcano in the background? What if we get a green screen, put it behind me, and we have it replicate what's behind the green screen? Like, uh, take in, a photo, um, like in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, yeah. Right. We should do that. That way, if anybody Jeez. comes into the room, yep. you just don't but know. You won't be able to see them. That sounds like a waste of money. <laughs> money that we have now that we're up on YouTube. Money we will only have if you smack that like button and hit subscribe. That's it. See ya. Right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do the kitchen. I'm so excited.